What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams. And that's you. No, that's not you. It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. For being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to the Wake Up Show. Part of the Free Agent Lifestyle Podcast here on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. You in here with the Bruce Wayne of this ish, the king of kings, the king of content. And the speaker of truth, yours truly, the notorious one. New, 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 new world order. AKA Mr. Coach Lini, better known as the prognosticator, Coach Radamus, and you in the Desert Storm Bunker with CGA, C God Allah, and the eight time demonetized champion of YouTube. We are back in the business, man, and we got a great show for you today for this Monday. And I appreciate y'all for being here. You're at work listening to me sniggling, and I, we're going to get you through three hours at least maybe three hours, probably four hours, to entertain you while you at your desk job. All right, shout out to all my desk job mob in the building and all my brothers in the blue-collar work field wearing them steel toe boots, getting some work done with your earphones in, earphones in, getting ready to hear the best entertainment here on YouTube. And today's topic, marriage is down, and we know that. There's no arguing that. Uh, there's people who want to argue why we should get it back up and that's not what I'm going to give. I'm not going to give you a marriage Viagra. But now what we're realizing is that now women are using lawsuits as a form of divorce. Now, you're going to say, what are you talking about, Willis? All right, that's what you're going to say. Well, we're going to look at some new cases here that have been coming out. We're going to review them and, and look at them. In particularly, this one is going to be the headline. And this is Israel Adesanya. He is a middleweight champion of the world in UFC. But take a look at this. All right, as we say over here, say, look at this over here. Hold on. Where's my sound effect? I can't find it. <laughs> All right, I I'm going to give you this. Ready for this. Oh, here it is. Hey, look at this. Say, look at this. All right, and so you have the middleweight champion of the world's girlfriend, his ex-girlfriend, his longtime ex-girlfriend, and of course, he's showing teeth. Niggas always got to show their teeth. His longtime girlfriend suing his ass, taking him to court, in the court of public opinion of war, of course, taking his ass to court for half of his money. I got money. And we've seen this quite a bit. And I know some black women are going to be like, see, that's what you got to miss with them snow bunnies. That's going to be an easy one. But he's not the only one. Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods' girlfriend taking him to court to get some of that money. And now she's claiming that she is going to be out out and jobless. Here it is right here. Let me go ahead and put the headline up. This is going to be the main event topic here. It says, um, Tiger Woods' girlfriend feared she'd end up heartbroken and jobless before she signed Tiger Woods' non-disclosure agreement. So she's taking him to court for $30 million. We're going to review that case and see where it stands. Also, Jigga, Jay-Z, being taken to court by someone who alleges that they've had a Secret lover, yeah, that's what we are. Jay-Z, dealing with paternity issues right here. Mother of Jay-Z's alleged son reveals the details of purported, of purported affair, including a condom busting. And, of course, Jay-Z can't deny that he was not in the streets. All right, and so this is what happens when y'all ninjas running around here getting free pudussy, and you become somebody, now all of a sudden, they put in love children on you, and Jay-Z's now fighting for his life in this alleged situation here. And then another one, Jimmy Allen, country sanger, 
All right, Country Sanga, Jimmy Allen's former manager sues him for assault and abuse amid separation. This is an employment separation. And of course, he split from his ex-wife, Alexis. And now you have a lawsuit by a former female manager, female manager, Ninja out here about to get taken to coat. Yes, he about to get taken to coat. So we're going to explore these subject matters here. Do me a favor. Hit the like button. This is going to be the realest show on YouTube. And of course, we're going to give you a slight drunk history of the Manosphere. There are some people who are hell bent. And I just want to make it, you know, because a lot of people are new to what they call this space, the Manosphere, the red pill. You guys are new to this space. So a lot of the things that you've learned about this space in your short time here. All right. It's not the accurate portrayal of what the true intent of the space has been or what it has evolved to become. So I have been here since the middle 20 teens decades of uh, the early beginning and middle. And uh, I've gotten a lot of background and history on it. Me being a speaking voice in this one, a voice for men, if you will. I'm going to tell you how we got here and what it is and why people want to see it. Dead. Let's get the bell out. Let's get the bell out. And uh, yes, why people want to see it dead. And a lot of people, trust me, trust me, if you're a person that is on the opposing side of this, and there's some, there's a lot of people are, they built their platform on it, which is interesting because they accuse the, 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 the manosphere or the red pill people for, for grifting, but they grift for red pill, which is interesting. But um, if you are hell bent on seeing the end of the manosphere, well, you are not alone. You are not alone. You are here with you. Here's the thing. There has been constantly, constantly since the beginning of men expressing themselves, somebody hell bent on bringing down that voice. So you're nothing new. And let me tell you something. I have tweet after tweet to prove from year after year that the idea of the manosphere being dead, all right, has been going on. Look, take a look at this. These are people who were closely associated with it. And of course, every time they make their as exit or every time they wish some ill will on people or every time they are they fall out of favor with their favorite uh group they proclaim the manosphere to be dead all right and so here it is here this tweet from 2019 and here the manosphere still goes so it doesn't die it just evolves into something else something else that another group of people eventually hate but we're going to get to that later on. We're going to get to that later on because obviously everybody saw what happened to uh, one, the gatekeeper, and he got absolutely creamed and demolished. Pause, if you will, uh, dusted up um, as he was ill-prepared to enter into battle with people who are the young gunners. I'm going to call them the young gunners. They are out here in these streets as well. But let me, I got to put a notation here real quick. I got to put a notation. Give me one second. I forgot to include somebody in my my speech there so i gotta put the notes down but anyway look dollar sign the notorious cga on the cash app coach greg adams tv on the venmo paypal.me backslash coach greg adams and that should be <laughs> that should be pinned to the top of the live channel the free agent lifestyle channel hold on for a second i gotta get it up real quick that's what he said i gotta get it up ladies you know i'm an older guy i gotta get it up you can't just spring into action with me now you know you gotta warn me you know what I mean? You got to warn me. It should be pinned to the top of the live channel, the free agent lifestyle channel. And we're also going to talk about uh, super chatting on the Notorious CGA channel. Now, without further ado, new, 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 new without further ado, this could be belt. lock yourself in. Give me a thousand likes. What do we got here? I lost a whole bunch of people. 
All right, I got 1,200 people watching me here on the uh, the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. Give me about 600 likes at least as we continue. And uh, let's get to the earlier contributors to the day show. How about we do that, man? Welcome back this weekend. We got Albert Resto says the UFC champion, Adesanya, ex-girlfriend trying to sue him for half his money. Mm. All right, we don't talk about that, man. J <laughs> then I cannot say your name, JP. Mr. Parker says, if the Manosphere Red Pill is dead, he says, now will that change? How will... How, oh, I had it blocked. How will that change people's lives? He says, how will they, how will that help pay their bills? Sorry, I'm already struggling reading. I messed it up. But he says, if the manuscript red pill is dead, how will that change people's lives? How will that help them pay their bills? I think people, they, people want a certain segment of the voice of population uh, to be censored. All right. And that is just the bottom line of it because it does help people's pocketbooks for men to operate in ignorance. But we're going to talk about that Manosphere red pill thing. I think some sometimes the Manosphere label is somewhat um, people try to distance themselves from it. All right. Especially when shit is hitting the fan. Even red pill. Let me tell you, man, you guys don't even know really the, where the red pill comes from, um, especially if you're new. Red pill and Manosphere. Manosphere is more pejorative than it is an actual descriptive of the group. Uh, and the group is not even a collective. All right. So when you use it as a sphere and you're trying to make it a collective, but indeed, the earlier segments of the manosphere were somewhat split. All right. So, um, um, and then even the red pill is not truly associated with the manosphere solely. Um, it has been adopted exclusively by people who in this space, but it didn't even mean it doesn't is that, that phrase or that tag is not exclusive to the manosphere or any men's topics. All right. So a lot of it is what you, a, a lot of people don't understand that either. A lot of people don't understand that, but we're going to get to that. J flow says pops who was 79 and divorced and lost half his pension, just told me yesterday that he's going to get married again. <laughs> and you looked at him, Martin Lutherly. I agree with that, man. Man, you have to tell your pop. He's 79 years old. He's 79 years old. Like, what? <laughs> Why do you want to get married again? You know what I mean? But dudes are lonely. Can't deny that. There's dudes that are lonely out here. We got Roberto Moreno. CGA is right. Once again, Goat Adesanya's situation is going to become more common this and they're doing this in canada already kangaroo canada they're already having x this is kind of an idea of what do you call a um i um anyway <laughs> let's continue mc hamster says marriage dice roll he says making a horn bet in craps and one of the dice only goes to five and the house pays 10 to one ironically you can always play the field. You can always play the field. Indeed. Shout out to you, El Chingo. El Chingon says, big act in the house. I bring facts. I'm emotional. Okay. Is that big academics? All right. We have um, Henry Resilient. He says, Israel may lose based on New Zealand's de facto relationships, which is our equivalent of the common law marriage. Men protect your meat. And so I, when we talk about kind of the creation of the space and where it's come from, one of the things that I'm going to try to do, and you guys got to help me remember this, this is what's going to make it a four-hour show, is that we're going to talk about the segmentation of people where the Manosphere has started, where it's come to, and then I'm going to also try to parallel what events in the real world have parallel that have, have arrived at that same time. So it's easy enough to be like, well, this is what the Manosphere did. But you actually have to look at some life events, social, cultural phenomenons, legal events that has happened 
that has allowed the manosphere to continue to thrive, right? To be based in some sort of pragmatism or reality, right? It's and the manosphere existing on itself is not even worth it. But then when you look at what, what it was juxtaposed against, then it will make sense as to why people continue to start talking about issues. We're going to try to do that. Rational rationality says Israel. Um, Adi, I, I'm going to try to say his name. Adi Sanya, the last Mastodon bender. Price is wrong. VMAG, coach, coach gang, hold the line, fellas. It's about to get interesting. Seek first the kingdom and all things will be added. Shout out to you. And the Working Man podcast says, coach, the breakdown and roast last night was epic. The hate keeper, wow. I mean, gatekeeper needs to get out of the way. He's not happy. I'm not happy. We're going to talk about how people evolve away from the manosphere because a lot of people that are mainstream, you don't realize that they existed in what people would be dubbed the manosphere. And so it might be time for evolution as for all of us, right? I'm not immune to that at some point. I might be uh, excommunicated, if you will, um, mainly because I can't keep up. You know, sometimes people get old and you can't keep up and the young gunners come behind you. <laughs> Let me see here. Um, John Angelo says coffee fun. Good morning. CGA turn 34 this weekend. Congratulations. Tried seeing my daughter, but the baby mama terrorist wasn't having it. He says, I bought myself a pricey mountain bike free agent lifestyle for life. Shout out to you. Damn. My man can even go see his daughter. <laughs> On his own birthday, my Lord. All right, my Lord. And this year of the Lord. Shout out to my brother Chris over there for the work. This is from this weekend. We got who? Mr. Downs. Mr. Downtown James Downs says Raiders win 14 games. Best joke ever. Mm. Shout out to you. Deshaun says for the weekend, coach. Now go live already. We live. Shout out to XL Pro Services. Salute CG. And he is always being here. We got to give him a we got to give him a sponsorship at this point. And last one, and I'm going to come back. Davy Boy, Mr. McFarland. Shout out to you. Appreciate you for being here. Let's get into today's show. And as we do, we normally warm up with, I believe, some straggling sniggle. All right, we got to get sniggling first before we get into the hardcore message because this is the best entertainment on YouTube, which I'll explain. A little bit later, but straggle and sniggle theater. You guys are gonna love these two on straggle and sniggle. Hey, ride with me if you ride with me, you can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the fast sticky. Come get high with me, that's a deal, right? All right, we got two things here in straggle and sniggle theater. We normally show a video, two videos, three videos of people. It could be a skit, it could not be a skit, but we use it as a little bit of fodder to get some laughs. And we do have a woman, a young woman who's gonna go on the internets. And again, when you think about why the manosphere exists, think about what's been just what is the message being pushed on the opposite side? The opposite side is that that women can essentially use the government to strip resources from taxpayers and men. So this woman's going to go on the Internet and talk about how she's going to get free money for rent vouchers. And I'm thinking that this is a joke. I'm hoping that this is a skit It's somewhat sad, but it's emblematic or symptomatic of the epidemic in our country. All right. We're headed for socialism. And here we go. Look at this beauty. I'm getting $1,200 for a one-bedroom apartment, but the best part is uh, the tenant portion. Look, zero. But let me tell you how I almost fumbled this bag. So after you pass inspection, you do what's called the rent negotiation. They offer you a rent based off of your request. And they said the rent was approved for $1,000 as requested. $1,000. 
who who requested thousand dollars? We've been getting twelve hundred dollars for our one bedroom apartments for months. It's okay. It's okay. I didn't panic. Uh, I just informed the management team to fill out a new raptor for twelve hundred dollars. The next day, it was approved for twelve hundred, as requested. I've got more money, y'all. Oh man! I mean, listen, man. These programs are not to be used to strip people of their hard-earned taxpayer dollars, so you can just get more money and here it is right here i wonder like when i see videos like this when i see videos like this i wonder i'm like why do they have a problem with me like i'm not taking money from taxpayers now people are voluntarily able to support this show all right just like people uh, supported pbs public funding okay but it wasn't social engineering funding if you will new 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 world order all right, but here it is. This, this woman's here basically like, I could have got more money. I could have got the bag. In fact, she says right here, she says right here, oh, and the tenant, he's so chill. I don't expect any drama. This is a person right here. She's stripping the she's stripping the rental assistant from the government as requested. It says right here, Section 8 is a gift that keeps on giving. I remember dancing in Walmart when I got my first higher than expected rent, and it never gets old. Oh, my goodness. Never gets old. I mean, listen, the tenants, the government, the people, the people getting Section 8. I mean, I'm assuming she's a homeowner. I don't think she's the person getting the money for her own goods. All right. You guys got to fi figure that out. But what are we doing, man? This is absolutely crazy. Reprehensible. <laughs> All right. This is actually reprehensible that people are doing this and they wonder why the things are happening in our society this way. Right. So people would take advantage of child support laws, common laws, in-laws alimony um section eight government programs with ebt they're taking advantage of it and then we're sitting over here going many times we have to be put up as the person to pay the tab and then men like us are like we, we don't want to deal with this shit all right and then when we speak out they're like the manosphere is dead get them get them mm. all right get these guys all right so let's go to the next one and this is going to be a young man who's going to experience the simp wolf whistle and white girl tears and white girl, no accountability, all wrapped in one. And luckily, a camera was around. So this is another situation here where uh, I'm, I call it this woman's going to pull a rosewood. All right. And so, again, this is something else that has been paralleling the growth of the space that we call Manosphere, Red Pill, whatever you call it. And these events have been happening. But most of the time, the, the man becomes a victim. Well, let me give you the background story. It looks like they're going to get one of these city rental bikes, you know, one of these bikes or scooters that you can get that the city makes available that you can ride around. You use your debit card or your phone and then you ride it around. And then when you put it back up into the lock, they charge you. OK. Sounds like the young man actually got his bike out under his account, under his debit card or iPhone, Apple Pay. And then there's a there's a master splinter or a Millie Mouth muskrat wants to take his bike. Let's start from there. Please help me. 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 Please help me.
Why you took his phone? What's wrong with you? Don't touch his phone. Do not touch his phone. I'm not touching you. You put it your stomach on my head. Madu, stop. No, Madu, stop. No, 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 no. I said no. I said sit down. Please, stop. Stop. She's, She's just crying. You're not crying. You're not crying. I got you. Stupid. I got you. Wait, you, you, you put it out? Hey, 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 hey. Hassan, you put it out? Hassan. Hassan, you put it out? This is my bike. It's on my account. Please move. All right, so why don't we set, reset the bike? I'm not resetting the bike. It's his. It's his. It's his. It's his. I'm going to pull it out on your account. Not the tears. Not white girl tears. And so, um, this is something that we, this is why this space is very important because you might have to figure out how to handle this situation. Well, let me tell you something. First of all, if his friends weren't there to witness this and record it, he wouldn't have been able to record this and then combat this particular dingbat right here. So he would have been in trouble. Number two, the simp wolf whistle was in full effect. She yelled help. And these helps were the weakest help of all time. These were the helps of someone who didn't want any help. All right. She knew she was in the wrong type of help. And of course, here come the Captain Save Him coming here to say. Now, the guy going to come in and say, oh, well, just reset the bike. All right. He's like, this is my bike. I'm not going to reset it. Obviously, it could have been an easy solution, but he's like, it's already my bike. I already got the charge for it. And she doesn't want to hop off the bike. And now she's crying in public. Oh, my God. Look at this. This is reprehensible. All right. Uh, now she's going to pull because the guess what happens, guys? The simp wolf whistle work. Then they come a uh, super uh, super simp comes. And then now she cries when he shows up. All right, man. This is why this space is very important, because you got to got to learn what this is when you see it in public. You don't want to lose your life or interfere with this shit. Here we go. Take I will. I just take okay, so I don't get it. There's already a bike right here. I mean, there's a bike that she can rent here. So it wasn't as if she could not get another bike. But what it sounds like is she was trying to steal the bike. I mean, obviously, she was trying to steal the bike once the person uh, got the bike from the lock, right? Unlocked it from the city bike. And then she was going to jump on it because obviously she broke. She in a bind, all right? And rent is due. Your rent's due, motherfucker. So she's broke. She was still on the bike. She was going to just drive off with it, and she didn't realize she was going to be recovered. So the simp, I'm sorry, the captain save him comes, the guy who interferes, and then he says, why don't you get on this bike? You know why? Her debit card don't work. I bet you she don't get on that bike. I bet you she don't get on that bike. She ain't going to get on the bus or the train. Her ass going to have to put feet to street. How you stop crying? Not a not a tear came down, miss. Not a tear came down. Trying to get her. All right, so they didn't record her getting the extra bike. I would have loved to see that. I guarantee you, she didn't get it. Now here's the thing: a lot of us have had these events parallel the growth of this space. So we had the Central Park Five, obviously that preceded that. Men had to have a certain reaction. Related to that, men are getting falsely prosecuted. Men are getting false allegations happening against them. And then they are painting these men as somewhat angry, vindictive, misogynist men who hate women. And then, of course, that they want to sexually assault and rape them. And it's simply not true. So this is what we want to highlight 
if you get in these situations, good enough. Hopefully you have somebody recorded. Second of all, many times you might as well just go ahead and let her add a bite if you're all alone because it's her story against yours. And in the court of public opinion, guess who loses? You. And not only that, you lose if the simp wolf whistle was act, uh, activated and a captain save a simp comes to save her. And obviously, guess what? He said he said to, to, to reset the bike as opposed to tell that bitch to get off of his bike or tell her to go get a new bike, which was, why don't you go get a new one? If he says his account is on the bike, why don't you just go get a new one? All right, nobody's going to take the guy's side. You realize in this situation, the woman was dead wrong. She admitted fault by going and getting off the bike and getting a new one. Basically, she admitted she knew it wasn't her bike. Nobody took the guy's side except the friends. And they, those guys, unfortunately, uh, those young black men right there, nobody would have believed the word they said. Okay, Central Park 5. So this space is very, very important as to highlight these things. And not only that, to educate you on how to get out of those situations. Number one, record, record, record. So uh, shout out to that straggle daggle out there. My goodness, man. Be careful out here, gentlemen, when you're just the innocent. By the way, she has a job. And I think people um, contacted her employee. I don't know if she's been fired, but um, men can easily get in these situations, not even running game, not even married, not even dating, just an innocent interaction like that on public, public ground, and it could go left on you. So we tell you to protect yourself out here. Hey. With me if you ride with me, you can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the five sticky can get high with me. That's a deal, right? All right, that poor straggle daggle. She definitely in the bind. All right, she's sitting in the bind out here. Uh can't can't afford to get on the little bike. All right, we do have no government names as that. Good morning, coach. God bless. Look into the UFC's champion Israel's ex-girlfriend suing him for half his assets because they dated for a long time. Like you said, women are never free. All right. <laughs> My philosophy will live on way long. All right. Shout out to, did I hit, uh, this is uh, Mr. Elite. Mr. Elite says, hey, coach, my baby mama terrorist is withholding my son from attending my aunt's funeral. My son is two years old. My aunt saw my son once before she died. We are timesharing. We have our timeshare hearing in July. I hope to get full custody. Oh, man, I would tell you good luck with getting full custody. Obviously, she's doing that to hurt you. This is out of spite and vindictiveness. This is, again, why this space is very important because, yes, you might not be going through these situations, but a lot of men are. And here you go. Um, uh, this is a classic one. This could be your mom. This could be like, imagine your mother, your son's grandmother dying. She would have done the same thing. All right. But God forbid you do something like that. They would have the police. They would have the court. They would have the damn. They would have child investigators. They would have social workers at your house. And not only that, they have everybody on Facebook targeting your ass. And shout out to everybody on Facebook. Give me a thumbs up. But sad to see this is uh, classic things that people do. And I'm going to tell you, your son's going to miss the funeral. Your son's going to miss the funeral. All right. But um, obviously, take notes. Save any emails, communications related to this of her saying no. If she hasn't said no to you via written form, make sure you go to your, one of your parenting wizards or your talking parents or your text messages and make sure you get her denying it and so that you can introduce that as evidence into the court. But uh, in terms of you getting full custody, I wish you the best. All right. I wish you the best. Man, it's sad, but a lot of guys get played like this. And uh, for some reason, for some reason, 
when um, this is done against men, people be like, ah, just get over it, <laughs> right? Just get over it. But uh, when you do this to a woman, they be ready to castrate you. Shout out to Macaroni Tony. These famous fighters done whoop 511 men inside the ring, but they all lose in the court of public opinion. And he says, when it comes to these XXs, ain't that some ish? They, they got to learn from Jared Jeter. They could learn from Jared Jeter. And he ended up getting married, but he ended up getting married late in life after his career was over. Okay. Shout out to his career. So I could focus on my career. All right. And so a lot of people say, no, nah, guys want to have a legacy. Legacy. They want to have kids. Well, you know, using Derek Jeter as an example could be an indication of how you can get around. You can get around, um, you know, focusing on those things early in life because they can be debilitating and hard for you to recover from. But again, I don't give advice. Never mind. All right. Shout out to No Government Name, the Working Man podcast. I believe he says CGA Sunday's local stream was wild. He says in college, I'd hang out with an XX between classes. She was flown out and pounded out by an NBA player, and she showed me receipts. He says once, he says one of my first red pills. Also, this player is playing in the Western Conference Finals tomorrow. Well, mm. <laughs> a player to be named nameless to remain nameless but uh yeah man i I told you about similar stories about uh me learning about women uh which is um you know once you then reflect on what you've seen in your younger days as you get older you'd be like damn no you realize how green you were but we live different lives man this is what it is and we give men an understanding of this and one of the important things of this space is we tell men not to panic in their 20s some also tell men to get a vasectomy, but that's that's something I wouldn't do, but some people do it. But we also tell the importance is try not to panic in your 20s, right? We're not defined by our 20s. We're defined definitely well into our 40s and 50s and so forth and so on. So um, in, in order for us as men, dads we never had, grandfathers, godfathers, king of kings, whatever you want to call it, top G's. It's important. Some of the things that we say, yes, can be um, can be polarizing, can seem mean. But in this in this space, we tell some very, very important things that nobody nobody makes edits of. They only want to edit out the fodder or the things that are uh, somewhat uh, <laughs> somewhat uh, misogynist, if you will. No government name says I have two questions. Are you aware of the Tate brothers denouncing the red pill? He says, what are your thoughts of these uh, those who say young men should shouldn't go MGTOW? All right. So um, I'm going to address all of that later. All right. Because we're going to talk about where that is and what these things mean. I think people don't know. You know, e even many of the content creators, they know, but they don't know. And when people when things start going wrong, they want to distance themselves. All right. But we're going to talk about it because the Manosphere is not really a official group. And many of the people in the Manosphere are at each other's neck. Right. The, the two distinct groups, the two original groups were polar opposite, but they wrap them all up into one. And then there's a third group that they brought in with another sub four group. All of them aren't even on one accord, which is kind of weird. So when person says the manosphere is dead, like, what do they mean? Who are they talking about? We're going to break it down who they're talking about, because they ain't talking about the group in general. But what they're talking about, usually it's either someone who was completely opposed or somebody that was affiliated and they are going out kicking and screaming like a like a woman. All right. They're kind of announcing their departure from it 
or they might say on the video, well, I'm not really part of the manosphere. Well, see, this is why I say the manosphere is, is a is a term that nobody came up with for per se, per se. It's a pejorative term. It's a term to encompass a group of men, basically all men who aren't quote unquote blue pill. Now, when the person says I'm leaving the manosphere, I disassociate. I'm not a part of the group. That's kind of uh, it's either redundant or it doesn't make sense. I think you're trying to distance himself from a group of people that you have no official uh, entrance in. You never said I listen. Have you ever said I'm a manosphere? I am manosphere. Have you ever said I am red pill? No, you never joined. You never represented the group. You probably never put that in your title. You never declared it. So when you say you're leaving it, you distance in it, you're dissing yourself from it for a particular reason. And that's normally because normally because something went wrong. <laughs> right. And we're going to talk about what went wrong. All right. Recently, the event that went wrong was the uh, gatekeeper getting scored. I mean, scorched. All right. So then when that happens, people are like I ain't in it. All right. And the reason why is because everybody gets lumped in it. That's why it's not even an official term. You get lumped in. You don't. You don't volunteer. <laughs> All right. You don't you don't volunteer for it. Right. You don't you don't add yourself to it. Let me see here. Let me do two more. Is it uh, Kodak White? Izzy's downfall was needed. He paints his fingers. And uh, made 9-11 references as trash talk. Izzy. I don't even know who that is. Who is that? All right. Hold on for a second. Am I missing something there? Who is that? Did I miss something? <laughs> oh, who who is Izzy? Oh, that's Israel. You talking about the bot, the MMA guy? Okay, all right. So uh, maybe we'll address that. David says, guys, just go monk mode and pick a religion. I choose Islam, which is the best religion so far. Shout out to you. All right, Henry Brazilian NDAs will be pointless if Tiger's ex girlfriend wins. So this is what we want to talk about. We're gonna address that. The word day show. Ex wife found me or fought me. Ex wife fought me for custody. And a bag in child support, but I pick my son up anytime I want. She gives him to me all the time. It's all about the Benjamins. So wait a minute. She fought you for custody. What custody did you get? And then when you got it, uh, once she got the court order, she said, I don't care when you pick him up. That That's kind of despicable that she would go that length to fight you for an official judgment. But then when it comes down to it, she doesn't even follow it. But pay attention to that because if something goes wrong, she'll reel it back in if you if she has majority custody. So. Always do your paperwork when it comes to women. All right. Always get your paperwork right. All right. That means it's time to get back to the show. And we're going to get back to Cash App founder Bob Lee. X or deleted Cash App founder Bob Lee. And he was deleted over from some free piece of peace league. All right. So remember when I tell you guys. Um, there is not many, many ideas of what we call free sex. There's always something attached to it. Even when she gives you access to it, there's even a payment to be paid after that. And we actually are going to acknowledge that later. But in addition to that, you do pay in numerous ways. You might pay with money. You might pay with a lawsuit. You might pay attorneys. You might pay um, with your life. All right. And so um, both of these people apparently were part of a secret society where sex was somewhat open. Um, what you guys got to know, man, you normies, especially you blue pillars. Right. We're going to get to that red pill, blue pill thing. Um, you don't realize that once you reach a certain access and wealth, access and finances, the world is not how 
it was told to you. <laughs> this is why they say marriage is kind of for broke people. It is has wealthy people are married, but they don't use marriage in the way you might use it. All right. And so they're doing things in society. You know what I mean? They're doing the eyes wide shut orgies. Right. And they're doing shit like this. Right. And but what happened was apparently, apparently, and this is all alleged. This is all people that they're talking about. I don't know this to be true. They said right here, Cash App or founder Bob Lee was having an affair with the married sister of the alleged deleter, allegedly attended regular uh, orgies together. And so this is a woman who decided to go to the orgy. Uh, women don't have to be wealthy to go to orgies. They can be plumb broke or Instagram models and something. You guys don't know about the world, man. You guys don't know nothing about the world. Wait till y'all get some money or move to one of these devilish cities like Los Angeles and New York and Miami. And Atlanta and Chicago. All right. Wait till you move one of these devilish places. So they're out here having orgies and the brother found out and he got in his feelings. Mm. So let's just put it like this as a person who's taught this for quite a long time. Not only did Bob Lee pay with his life for sex, allegedly, he got deleted by death by simp. He got deleted. By death, by sin. Mm. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Now, here's the deal. New, 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 new world order. For those who want to know about the conspiracy theories and all of that, hey, I'm with you. Ride or die, man. Go ahead and go ahead. Go ahead, guys. Go on, on and smoke all of that uh, uh, conspiracy theorist pack. Go ahead, bro. I don't, I don't care, bro. Go ahead. It's all good. But here's the thing. That ain't a part of the story right now. What we want to highlight, the fact that is what they're trying to portray is death by simp. Oh, he was sleeping with a married woman. Not only that, he's sleeping with a married woman, but she's participating in orgies. She volunteers. She ain't no victim. There's only volunteers. And then get, here come the captain save him at this point. Here come the death. Here they come the captain save him. Now, the only surprising thing about this story, the only thing, that, what is the only thing that I'm surprised about? What, what do you think is the only thing that I'm surprised about in this story, which does not make sense? May you guys say it. <laughs> he said dirty back in. This ninja got what? Married woman. He got death by simp. He got free piece of peace leave, paying with his life. What is the only thing I'm surprised about? Yeah. Let me see if y'all get it. I'm surprised. It's her brother. No, I'm not surprised about that. No, no, I, no, no. Yeah, that's what I'm surprised about. Bobby Digital. I'm sitting here like, what? <laughs> I'm sitting there like, wait a minute. I could have swore. You know what I mean? We had San Francisco. He looked like he was tippy-toe. He looked like he had a little bit of sugar in his tank. I'm like, what in the world happened? I was like, I don't get it. I thought I could have swore that shit was coming left field pause. I was like, wait, he's with a woman, a married woman, and... Because I could have swore this had Reading Rainbow all across the board. Anybody? I'm the only one. Maybe I'm the only one. I have no idea, but hit the like button. <laughs> Maybe there was the orgy was involving that. Maybe there was a complete orgy, and he, he just happened to pipe her down. He was like, well, you have a banana. You have a tailpipe, too. I have a banana. You know, I don't think they discriminate. Do they discriminate against tailpipes? I have no idea. A tailpipe's a tailpipe, I suppose. I wouldn't know this from experience, but she might have just been there, and he was like, well, let the drugs flow and let the pet tailpipes flow. I have no... Mm. <laughs> All right, anyway. 
Uh, I have no idea, but uh, that's surprising. That's somewhat surprising. And my, maybe, maybe you know, sometimes you you act funny out here, <laughs> right? Apparently, it says her name is uh, Kazar Momini, the wife of a well-known San Francisco plastic surgeon, was part of the same underground orgy circle known as, according to this place, the lifestyle. Uh-oh. Did you say the lifestyle? <laughs> I don't have orgies yet, all right? But uh, it says right here, and we're casually sleeping together, and that was worth taking Bob's life and sacrificing his own freedom. Speaking of sacrificing, mm. nah, we won't take it to this conspiracy level here today. We're just using it as a lesson, guys. One of the rules, I have rules and guidelines. I told you last week, have rules, guidelines, have a philosophy, have a way that you interact with people. This is the best way to go about life, all right? And one of the guidelines I have is no married women. All right, no married women. Unless the husband says, take my wife, then that's different. Unless it's an orgy. But even then, you got to kind of watch it because people get still get jealous in these um, alternative lifestyles. They can get jealous in that too. And there's strict rules over there in alternative lifestyles. So for instance, you could be have all access to her for an orgy, but if she tries to monkey branch and go, oh, well, this guy's a billionaire and my husband's just a plastic surgeon millionaire and she tries to monkey branch and then you're hooking up with her outside the orgies, well, that's a foul. That's a foul. In many instances, they might say, only in this room. Outside this room, no, you ain't leaving. You ain't divorcing me. You're not monkey branching. So that potentially could happen. And I tell you guys, don't mess with married women. Somebody says, I'm saying orgy wrong. Give us, hold up for a second. Give me something. Give me something here. <laughs> are you new here are you new here <laughs> you he must be new <laughs> tell this guy man this new guy you new people man <laughs> come on man man come on man what the hell's wrong with you <laughs> What the hell's wrong with this guy? Are you new? Are you new, Ninja? Just say you new. Hey, say you new without saying you new, Ninja. <laughs> oh, my God. He like, let me tell you how it's pronounced. It's Orgy. It's not Orgy. New booty ninjas in here, man. Go sit your punk ass down. I know you've been here. Go sit down. Let me do my show. Let me do my show. It's Orgy here. I haven't survived on YouTube this long pronouncing things right. <laughs> All right. Anyway, man, shout out to you. Uh, what are we doing here? All right. We got another one. What is this here? Oh, this is a guy. <laughs> a lot of guys. Oh, okay. The stepfather phenomenon. Again, when we talk about what's happening in the manosphere, if you will, I'm going to call it the manosphere. That's what y'all want to call it. When you juxtapose what's happening in the greater society, then the manosphere will make sense. But if you exclude the manosphere, or sorry, if you exclude, exclude the events of greater society, the manosphere doesn't make sense. You're like, why are these guys talking about this? Well, this is an example of something that has happened in our society that all of a sudden, when you, when you frame it and you look at the timing of things that has happened in the manosphere, it makes sense why people in the manosphere have certain conversations. And one of them is the stepdaddy phenomenon. Now, if you take out anybody who's made content about not being a stepdad, don't settle, don't get used, don't use, don't be used as a dad that steps up. If you take out Manosphere, 
there will be only guys that will still be trying to do shit like this, right? But because of the space, men have actually been able to learn and look at their life again and go, wow, you know what? I dodged a bullet or maybe I wouldn't do that upon second, uh, upon second glance. So when we say no stepdaddies, we're really referring to young men, young men. And without us for a considerable amount of time, many young men would have threw their life away like this guy. All right. Only to find out later that, oh, so here it is right here. Apparently, this guy says, seriously, I'm tired. I'm in a relationship with a single mother with two kids. Her ex who has the kids was a bad man, according to her. See, this face has told you not to believe that bullshit. All of that shit is the abuse excuse. He was a bad man and a bad father. He was a deadbeat. These are all the abuse excuse. These are all excuses that women have used to wrest custody from men and then have you out there doing death by simp. So he wasn't a bad guy. She only framed him as the bad guy. And you're going to find out he wasn't a bad guy because what he says next will prove that he wasn't a bad guy. And he says, done all my best to send her kids to school, feed her, feed them. She told me no segs. See, segs, you want me to pronounce it right now? But uh, something like, but constantly visits her ex for segs and we're married. Hold up for a second. Mm. So he's got a married, I thought he said a girlfriend. No, he says I'm in a relationship. So he's all over the place here. He married, okay, he's married to a single mother of two. The two kids go still see the father. Looks like there's some shared custody. And she's cut off the sex picket, but visits the ex for sex, the baby daddy. All right, so if he's such a bad man, why is she still getting piped down? Well, it's neither here nor there, okay? Now, this brother responds right here, bro, <laughs> bro, she's cheating on you with her ex. This is obvious, but a lot of guys, trust me, a lot of guys come into this space on this conversation alone, and they get confused. They're like, what does this mean, and what does that mean? And then they do a little bit of research. We'll talk about it, and then they end up here. And then they end up seeing a, a, a wave of men that are been giving men great advice. And what do men say? Where were you five years ago? Where were you 10 years ago? Where were you 15 years ago? Why? Because it's important for men to at least put in a bid, to put in a word, to warn men of the traps of partnership. All right. So let's go down. And it says right here, he says, I know she sleeps with him, but she said it's because he's the father of her kids and that the man is depressed because he lost his job. Holy mackerel. Jeez. Oh, the humanity. So here it is again. This guy right here. This, I don't know if this is a, a true thread, but this guy's being emotionally manipulated, right? He's being the father that stepped up. He's being the person that's used. And um, I would say if this was reverse role, there would be an intervention to rescue the woman from this situation. You're being used. You're being taken advantage of. You're being abused. And there would be a rescue mission to get this man out. Now, other people will obviously say, you need to leave, sir. You need to cuff your balls. You need to pack it up. And then we leave him hanging. Only for him to then be depressed, financially um, distressed, if you will, and then taken advantage of because once he breaks up or divorces his wife, he's going to pay the penalty and possible child support. So these things have been happening in conjunction with the growth of, growth of this space. But people who say, we want this space dead, all right? We, we need no more of the manosphere. Okay, what about these stories? What are we going to do with these men? What do these men do? Who do they turn to? He obviously is turning to Twitter. He's turning to Twitter. And if that this space is completely excommunicated because you don't like a certain segment, certain group of men, now what? 
This is the problem with this whole idea of picking apart because you don't like personalities. But I'm going to tell you what personalities you don't like in this space and why it is then the entire space that has to pay the penalty. All right, so we're going to get to that here in a minute. So let me see here. <clears throat> we have a new segment coming up. Women doing good things. Women going doing good things. And I promise we won't have audio issues, all right? When we talk about women doing good things, sometimes when I talk about women going doing good things, first of all, you guys forget. Second of all, my mic seems to drop. All right, but let's talk about it here. Women doing. Wait, I hope. Wait a minute. I said women. Oh, did, I don't I, I couldn't hear for a second. Can y'all hear when I'm saying that? This is a new segment called Women Doing Good Things. All right. Everybody got it. YouTube, man. Stop. Y'all bugging out. Y'all bugging out. I'm not. I promise, man. Let me see. All right. Y'all hear me. Let's go. We got it, man. All right. We can hear it. All right. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Let's go here. Let me see here. Women doing good things. We're going to take you to the story of Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler. You guys know him. All right. My man, playoff Jimmy, not playoff Paul. Playoff Jimmy, man. You cannot disrespect this guy. This guy shows up when it's playoff time. And let's talk about what happens here. Uh, this typically is something that happens of young black men who come from troubled backgrounds. Now, there's a rumor that he is a child of a former NBA player, but that's neither here nor there. According to this story, it seems reprehensible. All right, but I have no idea. Here it is right here. It says right here, he stayed with friends in Houston. Wait a minute. Let me go back to the beginning. Oh, damn. I liked it on accident. Nova's Nova's Instagram just liked it on accident. Now I'm going to get all that shit. All right, here we go. It says right here at age 13, Jimmy Butler's mother kicked him out of the house. What? Butler had no parent to turn to. Uh oh. Well, that that puts that puts to bed the NBA star rumor. Allegedly, it says right here, and he had no place to call home and no monies in his pocket. He was broke. It says right here he stayed with a friend in the Houston suburb of Tomball, Texas. Shout out to Tomball. Pause for as long as he could. Usually within a few weeks, he was moving to a new place. Damn man, what happened? Uh oh. It wasn't until around his senior year of high school when he found a home. Through it all, basketball became his life. It's how he met Jordan Leslie. The two became fast friends with Jordan inviting Jimmy over to play video games and to stay the night. Who is this right here? All right, we got a bunny that entered. Uh-oh, what is this? At the start, Jimmy was only allowed to stay for one or two nights at a time. But after a few months, Leslie's mother, Michelle Lambert, Told Butler he could stay for good. All right, shout out to... This is a whole... What is that movie? The Blind Side. My man Jimmy Butler got a white wife. Well, that's not his wife. A white mother done adopted him. Now, I'm going to tell y'all ninjas out here. What's going on, man? Y'all letting these men fall out into the streets, being homeless, running the streets. All right? Now y'all letting a white lady... <laughs> all right, adopt your boy. This is crazy, man. What is going on out here, man? Y'all don't love y'all black men. Y'all don't love black men. Jimmy, you a little too close to your adopted mama, though. Mm. But that's neither here nor there. I'm not going to talk about that. This is a good story of women doing good things. But they look a little close. All right, let's get somebody. Yep, Kaepernick. All right, let's get in here. Uh, Jimmy, 
It says right here, with the support of the Leslie family, Butler became a star for the Tom Ball High School Cougars. But it wasn't enough to draw attention from colleges he hoped for. Butler took the only route that he could, and he enrolled at nearby Tyler Junior College. Shout out to Tyler, Texas. And it says right here, after one season, Jimmy transferred to Marquette. By the end of his senior year, he had made himself into an NBA prospect. In 2011, the Bulls selected him with the last pick of the first round. Shout out to him. Fast forward 12 years later, Butler scored 98 points in two games to help the Heat become just the 6-8 seed to ever upset a number one seed. And shout out to playoff Jimmy. And there it is. There she is right there. Another white woman saving the day for these black men. I don't know, man. It's getting tough. I give her the credit for helping me become who I am. I love her. Slow down, sir. You would think that she gave birth to me. I talk to her every morning. She's very loving. That's my family. That's Michelle Lambert. She is my mammy. Shout out to Michelle Lambert. I'll give her women doing good things. Let me just tell you, let's give her a round of applause. Let's give her a round of applause. Sisters, y'all gotta get up here. Y'all let y'all black men struggle like this, man. Kick them out of the house and whatnot. You know, it's a love story here. Love story. Everybody got it. So never say I'd be out here hating on women. Now, I could have took this story left, but it's not necessary. <laughs> it's not necessary. Uh, let's get to the next story. Uh, women behaving toxically. All right, let's get back to the debauchery. All right, um, this is Corinne Stefan. If you don't know her, uh, you know a lot of young heads in here. Corinne Stefan is known by her past name, nickname, Superhead. Superhead. And so when I talk about the manosphere later, this is another woman that has been a part of a culture and later evolved out of the culture. So we're going to see that people that came around 2009 to 2015, they were a part of the culture, then they evolved out of it, or they left, or they did something like that. Superhead has essentially done that to thought culture. And now she's like a leading voice. She wrote a book. She's a millionaire. And now she has some other shit to say. And let's get to that. She says, educated women are able to make more educated decisions. Let's get, let's get to what she's talking about. Educated women are able to make more educated decisions. When women are able to make more educated decisions, more men get rejected. It's that rejection the male ego cannot stand, which is why there are incels in the world who are beating, raping, murdering, and deforming women <clears throat> because they're being rejected. The male ego is dangerous and it cannot handle rejection. So therefore, ergo, if a woman is shamed, sexually shamed, it makes her not want to exercise her right to gain the same sexual education that men get. It allows her, without that education, she's not able to better discern. Hold up. <laughs> see, see, now this, this type of shit right here, <laughs> right? is why people attack spaces like this, right? Because she just threw out a whole bunch of uh, women are what? That's deformed. <laughs> like people are walking around throwing acid on women's faces and throwing pain and scratching their faces. She making that up. She's saying they're being great. There's incels. There's a lot of these people that people attach to this space that a few people carry out some things. And it happens. It happens, unfortunately. But she's completely reaching in this situation. And then when people see people in this space, then they're going to tie that to what she said. And they're going to say, Corinne Stephan said, 
go read her book and look at her history. I read the book. All right. I read her book when she was out there uh, talking about all the people she didn't did that gawk gawk 39,000 on. I read the book when she had all of these alleged infections. I read the book that where she was just doing things because of her reputation in her early 20s. Now she's here pushing 50 and she's pushing this type of thing. And this is toxic. What she's saying is completely toxic and it doesn't represent everybody. It might represent a small minority of people, but how many women are victimized by these things? I would say very little. All right. We could actually prove that. But go ahead. Go ahead. Go on, girl. Educated women are able to make more educated decisions. When women are able to make more educated decisions, more men get rejected. It's that rejection the male ego cannot stand, which is why there are incels in the world. She jumping around, man. She jumping around. So anytime a man's rejected, they're an incel. All right. Or men can't handle rejection at all. But on op opposing to that, there's a group of women saying we wish more men would approach. Right. I might show you a clip from Black Ram 313. Men should approach, but men are afraid of rejection. Women are afraid of men approaching. Thus, there go male egos fragile. <laughs> right. Man, I tell you, this shit is out of line. Gaslighting. Who are beating, raping, murdering and deforming women. She making that up, man. She making that shit up. You know why she make it up? Watch what she does next. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You making that up. <laughs> yeah. Yo, you know, sometimes your body can tell when your body you telling a lie and making shit up. So you choking on your own spit. All right. The damn spit and saliva done went that light and went down the wrong tailpipe. It went down the wrong pipe. <laughs> you said, like, what? Deforming? Where? Beating? Who? I mean, we proved that domestic violence is overwhelmingly a equal participation sport. All right, but <laughs> it's right here. She had let me clear my throat. Mm. Kick it over here, baby pop. And let all the fly slimmies feel the beat. Mm, drop. All right, that's what mm. she said. <laughs> right to hell. What the hell? Oh, my Lord. Hey, there's been a lot of things that went down her esophagus, but that lie wasn't fitting. Mm. That lie was not fitting. <laughs> All right, Jesus. She didn't fit a lot of things down her throat, but not that shit. Let me go here to go to the next one. Lord have mercy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Let me see here. Let's see here. Um, <laughs> Refresh. All right, so here's another one that um, she's going to talk about here. She's going to talk about here. Let's see if I can pop this up. There it is right here. She's going to talk about there is a there is a group of women that have a, I think, a Reddit forum. Remember, there, these forums that men have, they're somewhat called misogynist forums. But you do have forums of women that are doing this, which I'm going to tell you, dating apps, I'm surprised they haven't done this because they know they know. If dating apps do what she suggests that people are doing, they, men wouldn't date ever again because of the opportunity for women to actually make men um, look like the enemy is bad. There's too much vindictiveness, right? And so apparently there's a group of ladies that have a website in which they don't rate men, but they get to say, are you dating this man? All right, so let me go ahead and let her explain it. This is some toxic bullshit. Now, she's not the toxic one. She's going to talk about the toxic behavior of this website. Let's go ahead and let it roll. Single 
guy in the dating market, stop scrolling. There's a secret group amongst women and they're talking about you. It's a Facebook group called Are We Dating the Same Guy? Basically every major city has one. Girls will post a photo of you and say something along the lines of does anyone have tea on insert name here? And the comment section is essentially a smear campaign. I found this out through a male friend whose name was dragged in one of these groups. He even has receipts to disprove the things that were being said about him. A couple of reviews were from women he hasn't even met and he has a voice in none of it. And the best part is women will be kicked out of the group if they defend the man. So even though the intent is to protect girls from getting into potential toxic relationships, the fact that women can just completely lie to ruin the reputation of a man that they just don't like is the most toxically feminine thing out there today. Just imagine if men had a group like this. If All right, and so you're a single guy. And so there she said just imagine if men had a group like this. Yeah, we do. It's called the manosphere. All right. And so we equally get even from men who focus their sole purpose on the manosphere is toxic. While that's going on, I'm wondering, do they focus their attention on these particular groups, this particular group of women over here? Are they doing this to that? I, and I don't know. I can't even add that. I can't even add because I don't pay attention too much. But I know people are like, the manosphere needs to be dead. But again, if you look at what's happening in society and you just take that and then you cross it over to what the manosphere is discussing, it will be almost equal. The manosphere reacts to what's happening. The manosphere reacts to what's happening over here. Now, do people judge the manosphere on that? No, they take it completely isolate the manosphere and be like, these people are toxic and trash. And they say, throw it away and let it die. But then this persists. I don't get that. That's what I don't get. And I'm going to make this clear when we get to that part. Why in the world do people do not attack this? Why? Because Captain Sabaho, that's that's the that's the situation. If men were doing this, if we were doing this, if all of a sudden I had a segment and I said, bring up your girlfriend, let's trash her, let's trash her past, let's trash her, let's see if anybody else has dated her and so forth and so on, then people would be like, we need to end this shit. We need to end this. We can't do this. In fact, it is illegal to actually do this. And then if the people come in there and say, no, that's not me, you're representing me wrong. And even with receipts, guess what happens? Guess what happens? They kick them out of the group. Now, this is a prime example of what? Let me go ahead and play the music. This is the court of public opinion where men can't win. You can't win. You can't win in the court of public opinion, especially with social media, especially with women. Are they banning these pages? The answer is nope. But this is the toxic behavior that pers persists. The men react. And then the men get shot down. We are the ones that can't talk about it. Can't you talk about something else? But then, as you see, as society keeps going on and as the manosphere evolves, people want to isolate that manosphere and put them on an island and then let this shit continue to go on. Unchecked. Sad. Unchecked. And she's, by the way, it took a woman to check this. <laughs> it's crazy. It took a woman to check this particular site. And go, this is toxic. Guess what? The dudes that want the manosphere dead, quiet as a church mouse, pissing on cotton. My don't, they didn't make a video about that. All right, let's continue here. We got another young lady here looking like hair like Diana Ross. Okay, I see you, girl. I see you, sister. What does she got to say? I don't forgot, but she got something to say. Here we go. Oh, yeah, this guy comes in and he's like so consistent. And so everything was... His his healthiness was triggering me. His, his good mornings were triggering me. <laughs> his calling me after work was triggering me. <laughs> like, 
and only because I was my now I'm realizing my anxiety is uh, is because I'm always living in the future. And so, so if he's consistent, I know the moment that pattern changes, I'm going to feel like he's pulling away or I'm losing him. And That's so good. I was anticipating the pattern change. Ooh. So, yeah, this guy comes in and he's like so consistent. And so everything was his his healthiness was triggering me. <laughs> his, his good mornings were triggering me. All right. And so, man, I mean, this is some toxic shit. <laughs> like, come on, man. This is absolutely disgusting. I mean, this is straggle daggle behavior. This is terrible, man. I mean, come on, man, because a lot of guys are told. I mean, a lot. Of, I mean, obviously, she has problems and I would attribute it to she just been spending too much time. Again, when people say people are done for, they're past their prime. Come on. I mean, you just had too many shots at it and you ain't been to make it work. I call you a Owen. You just it's, it's, it's a wrap. All right. It's a wrap. Wrap this shit up. Pack it up. Just find something else to do. Stop being out here dating. You're being toxic. You, you just got too much experience. Just just go sit down. I say this about older men, too. Just just go sit down. Go to the junior college and then just stop messing up people out here. Okay, Just go to the junior college. But here it is right here. Uh, nice guys need to send text messages. Send a good morning text. Be nice. And she only represents herself. She doesn't represent all women. But she represents a great segment of women that men uh, go after. This is a somewhat attractive woman, uh, especially probably 10 years uh, prior. So you're going that, you're doing that, and she's bringing in, judging you from her past experience with men. That's what she's judging you on because she's like, you're going to change. You're going to bait and switch stuff we talk about. And instead of allowing that, to persist, she's bitter and hurt. Some of the things that they project onto this space. This is sheer, sheer projection. She's the one bitter and hurt. And then she's like trying to justify it by bringing in mental health, anxiety, stress, and depression. And then her past experience to actually do what? Be triggered against the man and torpedo the relationship before it even starts. And we talked about this the other day, that many times when you're on a date, they're on a fault-finding mission. They're on a fault-finding mission. Meaning that when they date you, they're not trying to get to know you. They're trying to find faults. And when they can't find a fault, what do they do? It gets worse. Oh, your good mornings. That's triggering me. Oh, you're being too good. I can't wait. Where's the other shoe that's going to drop? Then they continually try to wait for the fault instead of getting to know you. And then when it doesn't work, guess what? Bitter hurt. You're toxic. You're a misogynist. You see why this is happening, right? This is happening and this is the manosphere. Like this, the, the manosphere is not separate from this shit. This is what we're reporting on. But everybody's like, oh, the manosphere is toxic. No, this shit is happening over and over. And now we're going over it. Then they want this to be dead. It's sad. It's sad. And then when we react negatively to this, we're the problem. And people will allow her to continue to make decisions and um, justifications as to her toxic behavior, not men's. She's admitting she's the toxic one. She's admitting it, but she made an excuse for herself saying anxiety and triggering and all of this shit based on her past experiences, meaning bitter and hurt. Uh, let's go to this one here. Here's a woman who married herself, uh, considers divorce 24 hours later, <laughs> says, I can't take it anymore. Well, I feel the same. A woman who married her herself said that she is considering divorce. She cannot take it anymore just after spending 24 hours in her own company. Um, 
Are there men's stories like this? I have no idea. Uh, she's a 25-year-old. She announced on social media she married herself. She posted pictures in her white wedding. Again, I think she just wanted a wedding. She did not want a marriage. And uh, this is indicative of the culture that we live in today. They want the marriage. They want the attention, the accolades. They want the, they want the conversation. We showed you another black woman that did this right here, black woman last week. Uh, they want the attention. They want the accolades. And then when the attention is gone, then they're dealing with who they really are. Attention is their currency. Right. It's a currency. It's a form of currency. You can get rewarded by it. As in fact, Donovan Sharp had but Jonathan Sharp had a great post that um that that talked about this on Instagram where he said, um, if attention, because people were like, ah, women aren't seeking attention. And we're like, well, they can certainly win with attention. That's why prawn stars win. That's why OnlyFans wins. That's why a lot of things that they get in terms of modeling and accolades, they win with attention and they can monetize the attention. Once the attention is not available, they will basically abandon whatever that is that they're doing. All right. That's just a simple state of the world. So um, this is another example of it. And uh, because she didn't have another mate to blame it on, she had to blame it on herself. Mm. Let me give you another one here. Uh, we do have, oh, this one here. Then we're going to get to the super chat. Uh, and then we're going to get to that manosphere topic. All right. People think I'm going to go in on Rolo. Uh, no, that's not it. But I'm going to use him as an example because he's the latest. He's the latest um, addition to the the time to pass you up. <laughs> the time to pass you up is time to evolve addition of the manosphere. All right. So this is a woman here who is married. All right. She's married and she's going to tell you things that I've warned you about. Again, this toxic. It's a joke. I was only kidding. And um, blah, blah, blah that women do. And they can actually just speak their truth through humor. This often is something that I've addressed in marriages, sexist marriage, and so forth and so on. Now, when I talk about it, I'm the bad guy. But when they talk about it, it's just a joke. Let's go ahead and take you to that portion of the show. Here we go. Let's get the volume up. His love language is touch. <laughs> Sorry. Just for, for reference here, she, this is a married woman, and he, she says, her husband's love language is touch. All right. And so that out of the five love languages, there are people don't know about it. I read the book. All right. The five love languages, I believe um, uh, the, the going to be physical touch. Obviously, most men are going to identify with that gifts. All right. Words of affirmation is a touch and uh, acts of service is a touch. I mean, is a, is a love language acts of service. And I'm missing one. Gifts, acts of service. Uh, touch. What, what am I? What am I missing? Gifts, actual service, quality time, quality time. Thank you. Thank you. Quality time is the other fifth of the love languages. And uh, sometimes you can have multiple love languages, right? People can say you can have one or two. So sometimes what this love language actually did a great show. I did a great show on I broke down the 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 love language. All right. I don't know if it's still up on YouTube, but I broke down each one of them. And I said, this is used against men. And in fact, this is an example of it the five love languages being used against men, which means that if the ultimately most guys are going to say physical touch. Now, if they don't say physical touch, they're trying not to be judged. The only reason why they won't say physical touch, because the woman's going to say, oh, I knew you wanted me to touch your peen. All right. And so he'll be like mm, quality time. So it's used against men. But then when women want to use it, it they, 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 they use it and they get a pass, but it's an easy way for them to say, what they want. I like gifts, money, and 
quality time. I like gifts, money, and words of affirmation. Meaning that you tell me how good I am and you give me money and gifts. Mm. <laughs> right. And if they say it, they'd be like, oh, well, you know, it's, I'm a woman because they're loyal to their feelings. That's what they, 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 as long as I feel good and got money. But if a guy was like, touch my, <laughs> touch my peen, not mm. Punani, let me touch your Punani and you touch my peen. Oh, you nasty. You some, you only think that one thing. Can you pick another one? Uh, no, I can't pick another one. Touch my peen. What what do I want? Quality time? I don't want that shit. Word of affirmation? I don't care what you say. What else do I want? Gifts or money? No, thank you. What else? What else do I want from you? Quality time? No. <laughs> Touch my pain. Mm. Now, this woman's going to use, as I say, sex as a weapon. And this is a woman who claims to be married and in love with her husband. So I, let me go ahead and reframe it for you. Hold on for a second. I almost shut down the whole show on accident. <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, this is a woman that claims to be married. And as you can see, she's built like a married woman. All right, let's continue. His love language is touch. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> My love language is acts of service. It's a bummer because he doesn't like doing things for me. And I hate touching it. Yeah, man. See, I don't know how this shit right here. Like, like, listen, listen, you might you might hate the manosphere. We're going to go into you might hate what we do. You might hate what we talk about on a daily basis. But let me tell you all something. If it wasn't for us, this shit would keep going. This whole Archie Bunker and uh, the little the little wife, this shit will keep going. The miserableness that men have experienced in relationships, it would just keep going. It would be 10 times worse than this. This woman's claiming she's disgusted by touching her husband, who she committed to a monogamous relationship in which the guy get, gets penalized. The guys get penalized for letting a woman, another woman touch him. So if another woman touches his peen, she'd be in divorce court, mm -hmm. taking half of his shit. But she won't touch it. All right. I swear to God, this shit is weird. It gets weirder. This is extremely toxic. And in fact, some women have called her out in the comment section. Let me continue. It's not that I hate touching it. I would just be more inclined to touch it if he'd hang up that fucking picture I bought six months ago. <laughs> He's like, why don't you ever initiate sex? And I'm like, listen, that light bulb in the bathroom has been blown out for over a month. And until it gets fixed, it's going to be the only thing getting blown out around here. And it turns out his love language. Now, now, come on, man. This is not hate for men. This is not misandry. This is not weaponizing, using sex as a weapon in a marriage. This is not this is not duty sex. This is not pity sex. This is not the stuff I talk about in the marriage will. No. See, I know you think that I talk about the things that happen to me and then I say, these things are going to happen to you. That's false. All right. I sometimes reference things that happen to me, but not all the things that I talk about happen to me in my couple, them in my, in my uh, relationships or my marriage. Not all things that I talk about happen in my marriage. Sometimes I talk about something that happens to my, somebody else and it's a relatable story. This is what I've been talking about for a long time. This is completely toxic. This is absolutely toxic. 
because she's leveraging and using sex as a means to get other things done, which to me, I don't think that is what marriage is. I don't think that that was the true intent of monogamy. Now, if you think so, you're toxic, in my opinion. You're completely toxic, all right, because this is not the true intent. If he would do the same thing, well, I'm not going to change the light bulb. I'm not going to pay a bill until you do X, Y, and Z, leverage sex or whatever it is. You give me access to sex. I'm not going to pay any bills. Toxic, financial abuse. Okay. This is appalling behavior, but this is what people have been doing in marriages before there was a manosphere. Before there was a manosphere, this what led this this type of shit led people to the so-called manosphere. This is controlling, manipulation, and most of the time people didn't have anything uh, anything to reference it against. They were like, maybe it's just my wife and maybe, or men used to joke about it. Oh, we're in the man cave and my wife, X, blah, 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 blah. You too? Yep. This is exactly why people come to spaces like this. And now when we are talking about it, they're admitting it. We're the toxic ones. I don't get it. Trust me. I don't get it. I know you don't have to like what I'm saying. This is abuse. This is abuse. I've been calling this as abuse as well, uh, Igbo. This is absolute abuse of a marriage. And let me just give you an indication here. There are some, some people here. Uh, she said this is an old clip. Who cares? Mm. Partners need to realize that intimacy happens outside of the bedroom as well. Uh, it is so important to learn each other's love language. Uh, let's see here. This is uh, another one here. It says my husband's love language is an act of services and mine is physical touch. But like non-sexual physical touch, <laughs> put your arm around me. There was another woman here. This is very toxic mindset. Oh, I think this is a guy. This is a very toxic mindset telling your husband that you will offer intimacy in the way that uh, he receives it only if he's willing to earn it from his wife by working for her is so incredibly harmful. You know what that's called? Prostitution. That's called prostitution. I'm telling you. You earn this intimacy by doing X, Y, and Z that results in something that I'm happy. Could be money exchange, attention, energy. That's called prostitution, by the way. And I say marriage, when we say things like this, this isn't stuff to get polarizing. This isn't the stuff to, to hate against women. When I say marriage and dating is more linked to prostitution than prostitution itself, this is what we're talking about. The guy got to earn sex from you on a daily basis. On a daily basis, this is an interaction that she is not going to enjoy occurring to her, according to her. She's like, I ain't going to enjoy it, but hey, hop on, do your things, hurry up, don't get the sheets dirty. Right? There you go. I mean, and this guy's calling it out. He says, you're holding his safety and security in your relationship hostage because you have a different set of priorities than him. There you go. And, and look at in the sad part. Now we're going to get toxic. Look at what the guy has to earn. Like, look at, take a look at what the guy has to poke on. Look at what the guy has to poke on right here. Look at the dance that this ninja got to do to poke on right here. Take a look at this shit. <laughs> All right. I could be up at the junior college doing this shit and getting what I need. As to going, I got to do all of this shit and beg this to poke on that. Now, that's where you really cross the line. Now, you really cross the line of prostitution. Like, God dang, if I'm going to date you, why don't I stay single? 
If I got to jump through hoops and hurdles, why don't I just stay single? These are good answers right here. Ay, ay, ay. Let me catch up on the Super Chats, man. Holy moly. So women behaving good and women hate uh, behaving with pure toxicity, if you will. That is toxic. That is toxic. And a lot of guys only find that out. You're going to only find out the version of that woman when. I'm going to ask you this. Are you going to find this woman? Let me go ahead and put her. Are you going to find the version of this woman when you're dating her? This is why picking the wrong woman is a myth. Oh, you picked the wrong woman. No, I, I disagree with that. No, you did not. You picked the right one at the time. Okay. When Steven Crowder said that, I was like, no, you didn't. You picked the right one. When do you find out that she has this demeanor? When? Do you find out at the beginning? Do you find out uh, when you're dating her? Do you find out when you propose to her? Do you find out when you walk her down the aisle? When Do you find out at the honeymoon? Do you find out after the first kid, second kid, third kid? No, you do not. You find out at the bait and switch. This is why I have the marriage wheel. You find out right there, lower left, bottom. You find out when you're like four, five to seven years in marriage. That's when you find that shit out. You find out when she no longer wants to have any kids. You find out when she wants to go to girls' nights out. You find out when you start sleeping with your secretary. You find out when you're at your highest income earning peak. You find out when um, you, she tells you to go to marriage counseling. This is when you find this shit out. You find this out when she threatens you with divorce. You find this out when the divorce attorney serves you papers. This is when you find this shit out. You don't find out at the beginning. This is the marriage wheel. But you don't know because married men are so lost in the sauce. You don't know you're getting a raw deal. <laughs> right? You don't know you're getting a raw deal. All right. But then the other things in your marriage prior to that will start making sense. You will start filling in the blanks. You'll be like, oh, shit, this means that. Of course, they don't want you to know this shit. They're so concerned with Manosphere being dead. And we're going to go over that in a minute. But let me go ahead and get the super chats and the contributions for the People supporting the day show. Who do we got here? We got, oh, man, we need to catch up. JC says um, he lied to the brother about his sister's drug use. Damn, I hate when I'm out of reference here. All right. Uh, shout out to Hashim says, Coach, forgive these normies for they know not what they do. I know. I have to give the normies a break, right? They'd be like, it's pronounced orgy. Shout out to U.S. Army Retire says it is time for the soundbite for the correction police. Instead of listening to your message, they correct your spelling and the way you pronounce the words. Yep, that's that's oftentimes when people are losing the battle, right? When people are losing the battle, we'll talk about this. They're losing the battle. They never talk about what you're talking about. All right, they never talk about what you're talking about. So I know you've lost the battle when the the episode is about how I talk how I read, how I spell, how I pronounce things, how I look. Um, maybe then the situation is an investigation. My past, my records, my income. Uh, they, when they start digging and doing that shit, they done lost. They lost. So people be like, you should address it. No, they lost already. They lost the battle. And then particularly, then they call name. Name calling is another form of loss, right? If you start with name calling, I get name calling later on, right? You can get into it and then you dispel the myth. Then you drop a couple of names. But if you in, if you start off on name calling, uh, uh, digging, uh, uh, spelling, pronunciation, how you talk, how you look, you're old, you're about. They lost the battle. They are done. Ad hominem attacks. All right. 
when, when you propaganda, when you when you guys understand that if a person is resorting to that and not talking about what you're talking about, also edited edited videos. I speak for four hours. Show my show my video for four hours and then break that down. But no, you want to take clips out of reference. <laughs> clips out of reference. That that is they lost the battle. They completely lost. All right, because I don't do that shit. I, I give all I two times a day. I'm speaking for seven hours a day. Nobody takes my video and says, let's break his shit down. I'm going to watch his video from start to end or at least cut a 30 minute segment out or at least cut like an hour out. Nope, can't do it. Why? Because guess what? I would win. You Because I would spit most of the comments. You would be like, I agree with that. I agree with that. I OK, I don't like that. OK, I agree. I nope. you got to take out of context clips. You lost. Lost. All right. <laughs> yep. The clips out of context. Try to make me look bad. Hey, that, that's an L. And I don't need to address it because I know that's an L. But recognize what an L is. It is what it is. All right. So shout out to you. Shout out to Justin Dope. 304's talk. 304 talk got me shutting off like Windows PC. I wish I had that clip, but I'll give you this. Indeed. Why don't you talk about what I talk about and then disprove it? Can't do it. Shout out to Ranya says Superhead talking about women rejecting men as if she knows what it feels like. Chicken Bach out here. She don't have no clue about that. <laughs> All right. We got a uh, Ninja Snuggle says Neil Strauss wrote about the lifestyle in his book, The Truth. Shout out to you. And we'll bring up people like Neil Strauss. And I'll try not to bring up too many names because people say you left my name out. And I didn't mean to. And sometimes I did mean to. But yes, the lifestyle is real. Once you get above a certain economic strata, you will realize that the lifestyle is available to you. JC says, Corinne had a nut burp. <laughs> she had a nut burp. I never heard of that. It's still fire in her. She still got it. Mm. In her. Shout out to Randy Bill says, Coach, I hear so many big channels stealing your catchphrases and sound bites. The Flintstone run buzzer and the word gump and more. I'm like, damn, I know. Mm. That's why I'm the king of kings. But uh yeah, man, don't let them numbers fool you. Everybody watches CGA. But yeah, man, a lot of these people don't know. Like some things I borrow from other people. Um, I didn't come up with the Flintstone run, but uh, um, uh, sound bites. I don't know, man. Definitely was brought that to the major leagues here. But Gump, I definitely came up with that, right? Uh, there's a lot of things that I came up with. But shout out to everybody. We're here to help. We're here to help. I just would, I just would wish for people to acknowledge me more. But also, also, I wish that they wouldn't. When I, I'm going to tell you why I wish that they wouldn't in a second. All right. Like sometimes I just sit back and be like, <laughs> I'll be sitting back like, damn. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I'm not going to say people steal from me, but I'll be like, God damn. Like, yo. <laughs> All right. I'll be like, that. And, and, and I don't know. I don't watch everybody's content, so I can't say if they've ever referenced me or not, but they sure ain't put me on no thumbnail. Like Kevin Samuels, Kevin Samuels said, Andrew Tate said, when they come to me, they don't say shit. <laughs> They'll be like, CGA said, some people do. Shout out to the people who do. But they be deifying everybody else. But I, I look, the other part of, I don't, I don't want to be, I don't want to be up there with them dudes. I don't want to be, because all of a sudden, then you big target. I don't want to be up there. Anyway, shout out to John. He says, is that technically speaking a hate group? When these girls, what these girls are doing and Facebook is allowing this, he says men's future is at risk. It is. And it's slander. It's libel, probably. And it's hate. 
that they're basically a female hate group. I'm sorry, a male hate group. And they're allowed to put people up that they have bad relationships with. It's crazy. Shout out to RP Tone Loke. Appreciate you. Randy Bill says, I also heard them stealing E40s. Nope, sound. Nope. Yeah. Uh, shout out to you. Shout out to Mike Love says, yo, Superhead is 44. He says, forgive me, coach, but I'm going deep. Three strokes, special, nasty boys for the win. He says, every man has his type, LOL. Oral health is important, gentlemen. <laughs> Be careful out there. Hey, she she's a good looking woman for sure. <laughs> I just know too much about her, so I'll pass. Choppa, shout out to you. And Teron McAdams says, Monday sniggling in my truck, free agent lifestyle. All right, shout out to Daniel McGee. Thanks, coach, for helping me stay strong. Your message is definitely needed, 100%. We going to keep it rolling. Henry Resilient royalties for me for using your sound bites. Nope. He says, my audiences love them. Shout out to you, and you give me plenty of shout outs, so I ain't worried about that. All right, I ain't worried about that, but I'm not going to make it about that because a lot of guys can get really sensitive about the shout out thing. And the thing is, you might already shouted out that person two videos ago, but they didn't see it. But they only saw the time that you said what they said and you didn't shout them out. I'm not about to be shouting out everybody the whole goddamn show. <laughs> All right. All right. Shout out to my man, Kevin G. He says, acts of service. Bish. How about acts of swallowing? You reprehensible. You hate women. You're disgusting. You're disgusting out here. Oh, I'm more than sex. I'm more than my body. You can just love me for my body. Love me for my mind. Make love to my mind, not my body. We got our man Swag Daddy out here. Shout out to Damn you. Daddy. He says that boy was definitely blowing her sister's back out. What? He says to go delete another man over and women can't handle rejection. That's why they don't do the approaching. And that's true. Women actually are worse off when they're rejected. They're, they're terribly terrified of rejection. But I also think women should not approach. Right. I, I think men should believe that women should not approach. So um, because if that was the case, I tell you, man, we might think that women should be approaching men as a way to cure our own um, lack of uh, wanting to get re rejected. I don't think they should because you're opening up a can of worms. You think you're mad now? About the 80-20 rule. Some of y'all ninjas will never touch no punani if women are approaching. <laughs> All right. It'll be a 95-5 rule overnight. 95-5. Y'all ninjas ain't never sniffing no punani ever again. Y'all would have to pay for the rest of y'all life if women were in charge of uh, approaching the men that they wanted. <laughs> you don't ever do that shit. Never give them that, dude. Do not let, do not let them go. Do not let them take that, ninjas. Y'all going to be angry out here. Where do we got? Uh, day late. Well, somebody said it's basically 95.5 now. Yeah, why? Because women have dating apps. They have the ability to kind of sit at home in their bonnet with their makeup on, with their makeup off, sitting in their booty shirts, underarms smelling, and they can pick dudes and shop for them. That's a form of women being able to have it access at something approaching who they want. If they were just in charge of just approaching who they wanted, it would be a wrap. There'd be like 15 dudes getting punani the rest of everybody would be out mm. out of punani you'd have to buy 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 <laughs> all right daily says coach do you know that there is a group of black quangs quangs as we call them wishing for the deletion of jamie fox because he dated quite women in the past he says at first when somebody told me i didn't believe it but when i searched it up i was shocked at the amount of hatred 
They were even talking about deleting black male babies. Crazy. We live in crazy times. Again, when we talk about Manosphere, we're going to talk about it in the history. But I'm also going to say what was going on in the culture at this time. See, without that foresight, without that understanding of what was going on in the culture at that time, which many of these things we fully accepted. We fully accepted what, what that is. Like in the mainstream culture, it is what it is now. They've gone on to even further things. For instance, the deletion of male, black male babies. All right, we think the early termination of pregnancy is somewhat high per capita for blacks and even for a culture of American women. But when you consider that most of these babies that were deleted were males, were male children, and this is just me suggesting this, I'm just, I just don't know. But judging by the trans movement, most of the people who are transitioning over are male to female. All right. When we go ahead and get a greater picture of this and we realize where we started. And then when people parade around here, say the manosphere should be dead. When you go over here, you got to look at what's happening over here. Are we just going to ignore that? Or do you wish that to wish us to be gone so bad that you would just wish that this would continue to a greater extent? Right. That that is what I don't get. I'm like, are you not going to acknowledge why these men are talking about this? Look at what's happening here. You got Jamie Foxx allegedly on his deathbed, allegedly, and him um, not wanting to get sympathy because he dated white women, right? I mean, this is a this is a despicable culture of a very much a a, a man hating culture. Our culture, people might call it a gynocracy and whatnot, but it's just man hating. And the projection is that we hate women, <laughs> right? I, I, it's absolutely disgusting. And of course, we're not talking about all women, but take a look at what the current manosphere is talking about. It is not it is not issues that are not relevant to the current existing of the world. Right. But no, we, we want to see it die, but we're going to talk about why they want to see it die. And there's a good reason why there is a good reason. There's a good reason, but they prayed and prayed and wished and wished. Shout out to Kalen says, here's an idea, ladies. He says, have sex with your husbands if you don't want him to cheat on you. If not, stop wasting this time. Oh, damn. I mean, that that would be definitely how it would work, but uh, I don't know. We got, let me see if he can say my government. Uh, shout out to Tariq. Not that Tariq. He says, free agent lifestyle for life. Thank you, coach. All right, so now what we're going to do is JC says Cash App guy was dead for hiding the sister's drug use. Mm. Boy, that well, yeah, I mean, I'm sure that there's levels to this shit. All right, levels to this shit. There's levels to this shit. All right, here we go right here. What the manosphere is and why people want it deleted. All right, I'm going to take you through a quick history, and it's a little bit of drunk history. Some people will be left nameless, but uh, I'm going to try to cover it as much as possible because I do realize that a lot of people, like, you don't even realize when I say orgy, that what I'm trying to do. All right. But um, let me give you a quick history because some people are very new. You came in through what I call the new um, the digital age of the manosphere, which I call mostly the entertainment phase of the manosphere, where many people are the best. The most well-known people are mostly entertainers. But I'll get to that in a minute. Um, the earliest part of what people would consider this manosphere. Let me just say this. I think it is a phrase that the manosphere did not create. I think it was people outside of the fear that probably created it, probably use it as a pejorative, meaning that they wanted to look be looked at as, as negative, right? Look at this man old sphere. Um, most people that talk or talk about these things aren't pledging their allegiance to a group. 
And many of this that it it simply is um it simply doesn't work for the group at whole to group everybody together. It makes it easier for people to take shots when people group each other together. So I think it is somewhat of a, of a mistake to say you're a part of this group or you're not a part of this group because the group doesn't exist. There's no group. There's no leader. There's no king of kings. There's no godfather. There's no great granddaddy. There's nobody. There's everybody's individual voice. Now, there is a philosophy that you might get behind, but there's no movement either. None of these things exist. There is no manosphere. All right, but that's number one. Number two, much of the earlier part of the talking points came from people who weren't, wouldn't even qualify for manosphere people today. Most of the people who said who were the earliest people that was able to take the risk and sound off about issues, whether comedic, political, or mainstream, at a point where they did it, they weren't even, they wouldn't even qualify as manosphere. Matter of fact, if they said they were manosphere or red pill, they would be booted out based on the current rendition and qualifications of the new people who've come in. Let me give you an example. Mark Rudolph. Mark Rudolph was a political orientated guy who was on Fox News. Let me give you an example of who Mark Rudolph was. All right. And there were people before him, but relax. I'm going to just give you an example. Now, he never has been in the manosphere. He never claimed to be in the manosphere. But Mark Rudolph would say things on Fox News. This is when you could say this shit on the air. He would say these things and he would roast people. But he's not manosphere. But a lot of people have used them for talking points. Here we go. Car over her children. And she. Sir, women on the panel, they would, I mean, ask any woman if she would choose her car over her children and she'd take the kids any day, whereas I would question a lot of men out there, quite frankly. Tracy, I can't believe what I just There's a reason that women live say. longer, Mark. Let me tell you, it is because we are stronger yeah. and we are happier at the end of the day than most men. And that yeah. is factual and you know it. When, when men are married to women who scream like you, they just want to die sooner. Oh! <laughs> All right. And he has great videos, mostly debating that woman. But they, this was on Fox News. All right. And so just imagine many of your Manosphere people today, which people call the Manosphere, being on Fox News. It would never happen. It would never happen. We would never be allowed to be able to speak our turn and then counter any objection that a woman, a man's group, oh, uh, a, a Manosphere hater, we would never be given a platform to share that. But this was before or during the earlier rise of the Manosphere. Now, you also have Patrice O'Neill. Patrice O'Neill is giving credit a lot of times in this space for a lot of the points that we have used. We have used a lot of his things. We have actually said things that he already came up with and said before we even knew he said it. Tom Likas, similarly. Now, those three men would not even be considered, if they came out today, in the in the evolution of who they are, they would not be even invited in the manosphere. You know why? Some of them had girlfriends. Some of them were married. Some of them were married in a divorce four times. Some of them were, you wouldn't even be able to be like, okay, no, he's not really red pill. He's not really manosphere. That's how bad, that's how bad the evolution has been. And let me just say this. Those men in the, before the organization of the manosphere by the outside culture, those men were mainstream. Those men were on mainstream radio programs, mainstream com comic shows. Eddie Murphy could probably go in there. He said some stuff that would be considered Manosphere Red, Red Pill, but he would never say he was Manosphere Red Pill. In fact, he's married multiple times. Okay. 
And we've used some of these things as knowledge to build our knowledge base up. Now, let's go to the next phase, which is the early, early development, somewhere around 2008, 2009. This is when you get the intersection between the two main groups of the manosphere, the two main groups, which would be MRAs and PUAs. Men's rights activists pick up artists. Those are the two main groups. Now, there were subgroups later on. We'll talk about that. But the two main groups that people outside of those groups linked together, those two people were juxtaposed to each other. Those people were not even close of representing all men. In fact, the MRAs or the Father's Rights Movement were men, mostly boomers, who talked, hid, hide, had blogs about court cases, divorce, no-fault divorce, custody issues. At that time, on the opposite side of society, was men were getting ran in family court. Men were getting ran in family court. You think family court's bad now. In 2009, when these men started to make their voices known, Paul Elam, a voice for men, Howard Dare, you had uh, Karen Strong, you had a whole bunch of voices on that side in the earlier phases. These people were talking about the legal cases. Let me tell you something. And they're still here. Let me tell you something. Those people got ran out of the manosphere too. There were people that came in just like happening today, wishing that these people would die, wishing they would move on, wishing hate against them. They were using all, all of the things that you see happening to me and the current people today. That was happening to them. And most of these people um, were older people who married and remarried. So if you're a person that says the manosphere is dead, you're wrong because these people were the ones that were doing, they, they were getting the exact same treatment. Now, not most of these people were married and remarried men's rights activists, all right? And they were called, um, they were put on a um, watch group. These people were supposed to be, uh-uh, no, no, they, they speaking stuff that nobody should know about. This is 2009, 2008, 2010, 2012, all right? This was the earliest part of the manosphere, and these people were considered toxic, bitter, hurt, and so forth and so on, all right? They had all kinds of things happen to them for speaking out against the injustices of the family court. So again, here's the manosphere. Here's what's happening in society. But what's happening in society is not being dealt with. And also what's happening to the people speaking out, that being dealt with. A lot of these people's biggest supporters, a lot of these people, and listen, do not get me down on the timelines and all that shit. Do not play that. That's, that's a form of correcting my language. All right, just take it. You guys trying to take it a year. That was 2007. Shut your punk ass up. Look, listen. Just take the year. We're taking ranges. Be out here pinpointing the year and shit. Just calm the fuck down. All right. Anyway, we're giving you around the range. Now, at this time, the biggest supporters of this group were women who were married to these men. Women who were married to these men were their biggest supporters. For instance, second wives were the biggest supporters of the MRAs. Many times the MRAs were pushed up and propped up by the second wives. Why did the second wives support the MRAs? So women supported MRAs, but they were oftentimes the second wives. Why did second wives support the MRAs? Okay. I want to see if you guys can catch up. Somebody said money. Well, that was it. <laughs> All right. They were losing money because they're, husband that they married was still paying into the household against the child 
custody and, and alimony and child support. So they married a guy. And then when they married him, they realized that their income was used for the first wife to get support. And they also would find that there would be less money for the second household because the husband was paying into the first household. Right. And so these women were targeted as well. Now, that was just one part of the early manosphere. None of these people called themselves the manosphere. They were just MRAs. Now, they were lumped into the MRA. Now, just understand, MRAs were targeted. And all they were trying to say is the law suck in family court. That's all they were saying. They weren't talking about red pill. They weren't talking about um, uh, uh, understanding women. They weren't talking about hypergamy. They weren't talking about none of that. None of that was a part of their program. They was just like, we getting screwed out here in court. And they were targeted as uh, right-wingers <laughs> and so forth. Now, let's get down to the next group, which would be PUAs, which people, this is who people have the real problem with. All right, so let's boil it down. The PUAs, which would be the pickup artists. So the second group in the so-called manosphere were the pickup artists. So you have people who were talking about dating and why men might be having a problem with dating picking up women, introducing themselves, all right, potentially sleeping around, using women's uh, ignorance against them, manipulating, if you will, all right? And the earliest uh, people that would do this, they were the ones who were not using blogs solely. They would also use videos, which were hard for them to produce. They would use angles where they would go into restaurants and clubs and run game on girls, and they would hire actresses. It was somewhat despicable what they were doing, right? And so they were showing you how to do something, but they would hire a woman on the street. They would go to a bar with the audio all right, uh, uh, microphone, and then the woman would be somewhat microphone. They'd get close to her. They'd run these games. they overcome objections, and they would claim to be just uh, max. All right, they would claim to be great with women. And if you didn't do what they were doing, that's why you're having problems with women, right? So as you can see, PUAs and MRAs were the earliest manosphere. They had nothing to do with each other. So when I say manosphere is a manosphere, it's not. Even the earliest groups of them weren't lumped together. They weren't in conjunction with each other. They weren't even supporting each other. And I'm going to get down to that later. So you had Neil Strauss, Ruth V. You had the mystery method. You had people getting on shows, uh, VH1. You had even black men, ARC. Uh, Alan Roger Curry was the early rendition of a pickup artist with his mode one. You had Rom Wills. Most of these men did what? Most of these men did what? You had books being sold right? Tapes, conventions, you had, um, you had things being done to actually generate money. And they targeted a group of men who were not good with women. And they're going to create the next group. When I get to the next groups, these groups of men, some of these men came from this group, right? Some of the earliest followers of PUA, they created their own subsection for a certain reason. Now you also had Tariq Nasheed, who was doing the same thing around this time or just prior. So when we talk about people evolving out, Tariq Nasheed was in this group of men talking about how to game and how to Mac and how to do this shit. Now, he's on a different level now. He's not even talking about any of this shit. But Tariq Nasheed was a part of this, okay? Tariq Nasheed was an early part of this. This is the earliest phase. So we're talking about 2007 for you, the early, mid-2000s after the recession going into 2012. And that group, you had courses being sold. You had people meeting at hotel rooms in their hotel room with chairs, people selling $1,000 of courses, telling you how to pick up women. Now, what they weren't telling you was how to understand women, right? How to deal with them in a relationship. They would just say, this is how you pick them up. 
This is what you do. This is how you sleep with them. Now, as you notice, there's a gulf. There's men who have been married and divorced. Then the gulf, the next gulf of the group is PUA. Now, I'm leaving a lot out. I can't cover everything. I cannot cover everything. But this was the earliest phase of the manosphere. Now, about 2012, about 2012 to 2016, that's the next rendition. So it just evolved. Now, what you saw eventually in the manosphere was the uh, origination of two groups and then a subsector of people that was embraced called the red pill. So the red pill wasn't earlier in the manosphere. It had nothing to do with it. In fact, the red pill is not even a term that is that is solely explains the manosphere. That explains something else. We're going to get that in a minute. But the group that came up next is MGTOW. MGTOW and incels. All right, so these two groups came up as probably a result of PUA. Most of these guys were single. Some of these guys were divorced. Some of these guys were maybe in the lower end of the attraction scale, stereotypical live in the basement. Much of their earlier content was hidden behind walls and screens, and they never showed their face. Then you had incels, which was another group that came across through Reddit boards and so forth like that. So forums, earlier YouTube, you had they came out. Now, why did they come out of P? Why did they come out of PUA? MGTOWs are not incels. Did I say that? Nope. Those are two separate groups. Did I say another group? Two separate groups. So these groups came out because many of them tried what the PUAs were doing. Many of them tried to do what the PUA was doing. So remember, earliest manosphere was MRA PUA. That was it. There was no other. Then the incel, then the MGTOW came out. Both of them came out with a separate group. One had an experience. The other. Now they went out, they tried to do PUA shit and they fell on their face. They went out and they bought the courses. They bought the books. They bought all the books and the courses because much of these people had books. They grifted, if you will. They grifted. And then they bought the books. They bought all this shit. And then they was like, ah, oh, this shit ain't working. <laughs> all right. This shit ain't working. They're selling. They're grifting. They're trying to make money. They're making money off of men. The same claims that are being made now. Okay. Some of them thought about paying for the courses and they were like, I ain't going to pay because these guys are grifting. So you had the incels, then the MGTOW. So now the manosphere is these groups. And then you also had people who were what be considered um, kind of just going off their own, like Tommy Sotomayor. He was not either anyone. He would more speak about men's rights, but then he would also talk about dating and relationship and, and uh, custody because he was going through that. So Tommy wasn't any of these people. He was just his own form. And he would later be kind of where the black manosphere evolved. But they're not there yet. We're not even there yet. You also had the exit of the MRAs. But the MRAs turned more into MGTOW, right? The MRAs more represented kind of where MGTOW was going, right? So men who hadn't been married, but they followed kind of PUA and MRAs. MGTOWs were more versed in social science, right? Talking about hypergamy bringing those things in, brief old law, okay? Then they're talking about, oh, PUAs are this, anti-PUA. But then some of them started to involve married people as well that got divorced. And then they came in there. So then you had to go in your own way. You had the incels, you had the PUAs, then you had the exiting MRAs. MRAs tucked their tail, most of them, because they either aged out boomers, right? They didn't catch up with the technology, 
And they didn't want to be seen as um, terrorists, if you will. They didn't want to be seen as, hey, these people are against society. These people hate women. So they were like, we ain't, we ain't in that shit, <laughs> right? We ain't in that. We don't want no parts of that. This is also where the people that you talk about, the gatekeepers, the gatekeepers have come in during this period, right? That have become famous. And you also have Return of the Kings, Return of Kings blogs and all of that stuff. These people are um, mostly PUAs. Mostly PUAs. So much of what they're telling you came from the earlier renditions of Neil Strauss, Rouge V. Many times you will hear these people praise these people. They'll have, um, you know, praise ceremonies for these people. Oh, real Rouge V said, and Str Neil Strauss. So this is the PUA community. But what it is, is PUA has to evolve into something else. And then it evolved into alpha talk. Red pill. So PUA evolves, right? You can't even say you're a PUA today. So PUA evolves into this somewhat MGTOW, somewhat not. Somewhat MRA, somewhat not. More game. Instead of saying pick up artistry, they just say game. And where did they get that from? 90s hip hop, pimp culture, and so forth. And they just marketed it, packaged it, sold it. Street lingo for 90s. And most of the guys were nerds, like goofies. Like goofy nerds, and you're like, you ain't no way you getting bitches out here. No way. But in their world, they were. In their world, they were. So that was like 2012, 2016. So MGTOW is looking at PUAs. They hate the PUAs. So the PUAs repackage, they selling game. And then they're also taking MGTOW talking points, and they're also using that in order to disguise their pickup artistry. Right? They just have to repackage themselves. So now they're just doing alpha male. We alpha males. All right, we, we, uh, <laughs> right. And so they just repackaged it to alpha male. But at the end, it was like, yeah, but buy my course, buy my shit, buy my shit. A lot of people didn't like that shit. They were like, these people just repackaging. So a lot of MGTOW was on the, on the aggressive side of pointing people out, the earlier exposed people. Incels was on some other shit. Like, I don't even know what they own, but they had their own forums. Let's go into 2016. This is the next evolution of it. So remember, during 2012 and 2016, you still had the Manosphere should be dead. Right? You still got that going on. This is nothing new. And a lot of people weren't even here around this time. A lot of people that are here now in this space know nothing of what I talk about. You have no clue. But I came in around that 20, early 2014 going to, that's when I started paying attention. Okay, then I had to go backtrack. Now let's go to the next one where we're rising above. So now, instead, now that the MRAs are gone, the boomers are mostly gone, the older boomers are gone, the younger boomers were made, pickup artistries repackaged into half MGTOW, half pickup, right? Game and game and game. They're trying to survive, they're selling court, whatever it is. Then you have the rise of the black manosphere, right? So the black manosphere goes, we're gonna separate ourselves somewhat. We don't disagree with these people, but we're going to separate ourselves slightly. And we're just going to focus on issues with black. In this is the earlier days of Kevin Samuels, right? Then you have the what they call the white manosphere, which, which doesn't exist. But those people are being portrayed as far rights, all right, white supremacists and all of that stuff. So it's getting political because sometimes they get political. But then they're just going to say, we're alpha. We're our own shit. Don't worry about all of us. But many of those guys did not like MGTOW. Why? They were losers. They gave up. They didn't do the work. 
All right, you go forth, so forth and so on. So the alpha guys were like, well, you guys are the losers. So there's still this gulf between the Manosphere space where people are just going at each other. You got online. YouTube is becoming prominent. Reddit. So now you got the forums and a lot of people are able to not, you don't need blogs anymore. You don't need uh, courses anymore. Everybody's giving out the information for free and it's cutting into the game artist pockets. Now the game guys can't sell because they have a group of guys in that so-called manosphere that's busting the, busting the hole in that and um, doing exposed videos and calling them out. Many times these guys are hiding. So in the 2012 to 2016, you had Stardust, Sandman, and so forth and so on. At this stage, I enter into the stage. You have many of the people who are prominent today who are claiming to be godfathers and the top dog, top G. This is when we came in. Our earliest form videos do not look like our latest form videos. We look broke. The camera quality is shitty, right? Our YouTube production is bad. You didn't need commercials. You didn't need, I mean, YouTube was just getting going. And this was before monetization. During this time, 2016 to 2020, 2019, 2016 to 2019, you had a lot of still infighting in this group. And this is supposedly the manosphere, right? It was anything but that. But we are all lumped together. So what people found out was, if this person says that, it represents me. Then people try to distinguish themselves. Well, we ain't, we ain't MGTOW. We ain't Manosphere. We ain't Red Pill. But their algorithm is bringing everybody together. Oh, TFM, Turflingy Monkey, Barbosa. Those are 2012, 2016. Those guys. All right. Shout out to them. I, don't, I can't name everybody. But this is when people try to say, well, we different than these guys. But the outside doesn't see it that way. This is why when I say, when people say, I'm leaving the Manosphere, you can't leave a manosphere. There is no manosphere, number one. You're all in the same algorithm. So a person might not say, a person might still be a PUA or a guy who teaches you cold approach. AMS comes in here at this time. Then AMS is linked with CGA. And we are linked. We have no beef. But we have a different philosophy. But then if something happens, if I say something, AMS could say, that ain't me. <laughs> but it is you, Ninja. It is you because you can't distinguish yourself. And this is where the problem lies in the manosphere. We're in the same. What, what happens is these guys, and this includes me, these guys would do something like this. You'll benefit from the algorithm. You'll build your audience with a portion of these people in your algorithm. You'll even talk like these people from video to video in this algorithm. But then you'll have a different call to action. And then you'll separate yourself when the shit ain't working your way. Mm. You'll be like, but I ain't a part of them, though. But many of the people who watch you are in there. They in the comment section. They watching you. So it's 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 weird. And then people will say, well, these weirdos over here does that. That's why there's no manosphere, because you can point over there and say, these weirdos do this. These weirdos do that. These weirdos sleep with dolls. These weirdos still use game. These weirdos that talk about game are nerds. These guys were nerds before they got cool cars. You see what I mean? So there's still a lot of infighting, still a lot of this going on here. And this is the early phase of where People started making money, okay? So not only were they making money maybe through courses and books, like you didn't, need, you didn't even need that. Now you can make money on AdSense. When the people started making money on AdSense, and this was a little bit of money, nobody had 100,000 subs, nobody. The only ones that was approaching that, Sandman, AMS, and all that stuff. This is the early, early days, right? It was different. Nobody had the 100,000, all right? Ninjas wasn't doing 100K. But they was making a little bit of money. They was doing a little bit of money on YouTube AdSense. 
Guess what happened? Now you got the pocket watchers and the haters coming in. See, now, before that, none of the MGTOWs was making money. They was just talking they shit. Tommy was barely making money. He was making his money, but he wasn't making a killing. But he was making a couple of dollars. Now they just started making money. Now, guess what? The pocket watchers and the haters who want to end Manosphere, here they come. Here they come. And also, people start saying, oh, you can make money for this. Let me put out more content. Back then, you could put out a video. Like, Sandman would put out a video a day. Sandman would put a video a day out, right? That was considered aggressive. Like, you could not outwork Sandman. Sandman would put up high-produced videos with his monotone voice and pictures and shit. That was the highest production done. Him and Tommy were doing the highest production. They were doing the highest production, right? And that, looking back now, that's nothing. Tommy had a slider and shit. He had the video camera going back and forth. He had three camera angles. He was putting in some work, right? But he didn't have, like, he didn't have what we have today, which is the norm to get in. Now, guess what? The pocket watchers start coming in. These niggas making money off of this? Oh, hell no. Then people started watering down the content, putting out more and more content and blah, blah, blah. And then they started making money. Guess what? They was like, this isn't about making money. These guys are grifting. Uh, the gatekeeper started to patrol. These new people started coming in. Me, Better Bachelor. All of these new people came in and we came in kind of under, under the umbrella of something, but not under your, the, you can come in then and not come in under a gatekeeper. Okay. So where the Black Manosphere uh, originated in this group as well, Angry Man, Obsidian, and there's another guy. What's his name? Mr. Jackson. Okay. These guys started to make a little bit of money. And here come the pocket watchers. Black Manosphere got railroaded during this time. They got absolutely obliterated during this time. So most of these people who were either, even the Black Manosphere, there's people that, that are in the algorithm, but they don't claim to be in that group. And some of them do dating coach stuff. Some of them do, um, um, some of them do, uh, they're just black content creator. <laughs> they're just a black person. And people are like, they're black manosphere, and they're not. So anybody associated with them got obliterated. And this was from black women. All right, black women created a list. Who was here around this time? Black women created a list of content creators to go after, and all of them were black men. So Mr. Jackson, uh, Donovan Sharp was in that group just because he was a black guy. Uh, let's see here. Um, Angry Man, Tommy. All of these guys at this point, because they started to make a little bit of money and gain some rise because YouTube started to get more viewership and push out content. All of these dudes lost multiple channels. Anton didn't come in until later. Okay. All of these dudes lost multiple channels. Multiple. I mean, obliterated just overnight. They all woke up. And also, MGTOW at this time was targeted. That's when people started looking at MGTOW 2016, 2016, 2017. Big John went on CNN. Big John went on CNN. Minister Jap as well. Minister Jap, shout out to Jap. Okay, he was in this group as well. Obliterated. They lost like five channels overnight. So 2016, 2017. Then John, Big John goes on CNN uh, to take this mainstream. This is how much has changed. You could not go mainstream talking about this between 2016 and 2019. There was no way. Big John goes on CNN. Shout out to Big John. I like him. 
But for some reason, he took an interview with CNN. Boom. Everybody that was related to Big John and then the black manosphere obliterated. Obliterated overnight. Now, let's take it to where we are now. This is when most people came in, 2019 to now. This is the latest rendition, 2019 to now. Now there's big money. So you got Fresh and Fit coming in into, to this time. The rise of Kevin Samuels. He was around earlier, but he didn't rise until 2020, right? He had been around even before me, but or as early as 2015. And he was making content as early as 2016, but he was doing something else. Again, people evolve. But Kevin Samuels rises above. Fresh and Fit introduced. This is their first content, 2019, going into 2020. Um, you have uh, some of the people, MTR, a lot of these people that came off the heels of Kevin Samuels during this time, Pearly. Now, here's the thing. Andrew Tate. Andrew Tate was around 2015, as early as 2015. He was making content earlier, but he was on some different shit. He was on what he was doing. He was more of a PUA, but he didn't like PUAs. So it's, it's kind of like everybody is on some different shit. Everybody had a voice. But Andrew Tate had been around 2015, 2016. But he didn't get his rise until 2021. Now, here's the thing. Yeah, Donovan Sharp would have been around before, before 2020. He had been around literally during the pickup days, like slowly after that, 2016, 2017. He had been writing for King of uh, Return of Kings and all of that. He's been around. Donovan Sharp's been around way before all of this. He'd been around way before me. Okay. Now, here's the thing. At this stage is what most people call the manosphere <laughs> right this is what most people call the manosphere this stage right here the entertainment phase and with that these are the most popular figures ever in the space why because youtube is booming you had the you had the quarantine you had the work at home you have the, now the people that are in this space they they got the nerve to be out here talking about they the godfathers, they the king of kings, we the top G's. And the funny thing is, they weren't the leading voices the previous four years. Or they weren't. They were kind of kind of either people working up or just starting out. So many people today that are just started out in that 2020 to 2023 are brand new. They're brand new. They ain't been around here. They just learned about this space when Kevin Samuels went past 200,000 subscribers, that's when they showed up. And many of these people have YouTube channels, 500,000, 700,000, 1 million, 1 million and a half. Because most of their pages were came along when social media removed and relaxed the censorship policies, right? So the things that they're able to say now People like me and people before me could not say, in fact, our platforms are demonetized, shadow banned, and whatnot. Not only that, the generational gap is now being exposed. The generational gap is now being exposed in this sphere because now you have people who were around in 2012 and in 2016. Now we're old, right? So people come on my channel, oh, you are old man. The gatekeeper, he's an old man. What's coming up now? Gen Z and millennials. They're the ones dominating the space and they're kind of taking over the new form of the manosphere with their own set of rules 
and shit like that. So now you got Rolo getting ran over by what? A 24 and a 28-year-old just demolished. And he's a little bit slow. He was stuttering. None of his shit was making sense, right? And these new guns are coming in here. We going to destroy the Manosphere. <laughs> but the thing is, it's kind of goofy to me because the Manosphere was always been something that has been declared to be going to be destroyed. It's been always declared that's going to be dead. And the people that are the biggest voices of the Manosphere is dead, they're, they're Gen Z. They're young millennials. They have no idea of what the space is. And so there's always a ringing uh, uh, right here. There's always a toll bell, a bell toll for the manosphere. And it's nor normally people exiting or the new people entering. Now, the new people are seeing the people that have worked their way up making money. Now it's about the money. All right, these ninjas making what? And then the new people coming in here, they ain't been around here since 2020 and 2021. They're talking about they making $50,000 a month, <laughs> right? They talking about they revealing their income. They're doing courses on how to be a YouTuber and make money. And it's only making the people who can't make the money. It's only people that now this is the grift. Now it's about competition. Now it's about taking other people down. Now it's about blackballing. Now it's a, so this culture called the manosphere does not exist. It's non-existent. And it only exists when people don't either want it dead or they want to disassociate with it, which the gatekeeper got exposed. Now everybody's like, I'm not Red Pill. I'm not Manosphere. In fact, Red Pill has nothing to do with this space. We just adopted the phrase, the Red Pill, somewhere around that 2015 TFM, Sandman, and these individuals. The Red Pill, in fact, let me educate you. The real Red Pill has nothing to do with women dating and divorce. And pick up. In fact, the red pill term is more associated with going against the mainstream, a.k.a. the matrix, the media, and so forth. Even they say Elon Musk says take the red pill. And it has nothing to do with no marriage and divorce. So when people say, and here it is, there's a tweet. That was in 2020. So the red pill has more to do with life, politics, um, media, against propaganda. It has nothing to do with dating and marriage. Now, we've adopted it. As that. So then when people say, are you red pill and you can't be red pill? And they say, well, this guy's married and he's says he's red pill has nothing to do with it. Mm. <laughs> Marriage has nothing to do with the red pill. So you can be in fact married. And be a red pilled. Absolutely. But it has nothing to do with the woman space and the man space and has zero. Now it does now because we've adopted it. But with that being said. When people talk about it in general, it had more to do with skeptics, people who were against kind of government propaganda. It had more to do with that than it has to do with dating and so forth. But it is what it is. It is what it is. I mean, this is kind of just a brief history. Now what's going on is that the younger group of people are able to take advantage of the technology that maybe older people my age cannot. And this is why they're able to rise to a greater ascent. The, the, the censorship has been relaxed. Trust me, you guys are saying stuff that we could not say four years ago. Not only that, the new group of people are able to be pushed through through Instagram, shorts, TikTok, and they're able to gain prominence and status over people who have been here longer. It's just what it is. That's part of the evolution. When that happens, then the attackers see you as a grifter. They also see you as you're watering down the content. You're stealing the talking points. And 
Everybody's been accused of that. But the reality is, the reality is the people who are here today that are the most prominent figures haven't been here very long. They have not. And so then what happens is because they get a million subs, they get half a million subs. People say they're the God of the red pill or the Godfather or the top G or the King of Kings, whatever it is. And it's not true. There was never supposed to be a leader of this space. There was never supposed to be the top dog, but that comes in when the, when, when the phases evolve, when the phases evolve. So now it's about entertainment. This is the entertainment phase. The only way we can continue this is to entertain. And this keeps the audience growing, right? It keeps the audience growing because if you guys were here in 2016 and in 2012, this shit would be boring. This shit would be boring to you and it would not apply to you the way it applies to you today. Now let's talk about what's happening and then we'll get on. What's happening counterculture wise? Let's go back. I meant to plug that in. In the earliest phase, you had the marriage, the, the family court with the MRAs. They were like, man, they're divorcing us and we're not getting custody of our kids. We're paying child support. We can't support our new family. And these women are doing that. That's in the earliest phase. Then the pickup phase came along because men were struggling getting dates because women's standards had changed. Then men wanted to get laid. These men sold to these groups of men. This is the earliest days. Now, during this time, dating apps started to gain prominence. The digital sexual revolution, right? Bars and clubs were at their la on their last leg. So you're having men sitting at home going, okay, this is how it becomes successful with women. But it's only to get women, not to keep women. When these guys became successful with getting women, but they had trouble keeping women, now you got MGTOW. Now you got the Tinder, Bumble, Instagram. And the next phase, what's happening is women are sleeping around way more. Women are hooking up with Chads and Tyrones way more. Okay, 80-20 rule is turning into 85-15. You got marriage and divorce going wild. Then you're opening up to a new group of people. Then you have the issue of the rise of the alpha manosphere, all of that stuff. PUAs are getting blown up to smithereens. You also have black people taking their voice, making it more prominent. Black women are hearing this for the first time. And this is when you saw women going, what is MGTOW? What is black manosphere? What's going on? You had gay marriage going. That was the thing. Yeah, gay marriage and a lot of these things that were happening politically that were somewhat anti-male. Uh, gynocracy, if you will. You had all of these things going on. And men were speaking on it. Then you go into now. Now it ain't gay marriage from 2012. Now it's trans and cutting off your kids. Salami. Now you have women going, why are we still single? You have women going, where, where, where are all the good men go? You have the boss bitch face. You have the snuffle up against eyelashes, which I came up with. You have a lot of these things that are happening that are men are responding to. Then also in the middle of that, you have men that are saying, we need to take down the manosphere. Mm. Only because the men are making money. Only because it's more visible. Only And oddly enough, many of the women aren't even paying attention anymore. So it's a much of an infighting against men. It's men against men in this subculture of people who are against Manosphere. And they're also using the algorithm as a way to attract viewers to their 
to their platforms, meaning they'll talk about Manosphere figures because let's just be frank, we're entertainment now. We're edutainment. Men are making money. And in this race to make money does draw people to uh, have negative conclusions, right? Negative conclusions. Now, the last part of this now is that Rolo, the gatekeeper, goes on against the young guns and the young guns have a different philosophy than we and the older people have. Now you're going to see a cultural generational shift in the manosphere going forward, meaning that a lot of the people from the past, they're in the past now. Mm. A lot of people in the past, they're in the past. Okay. So the gatekeepers coming into people like me in the next three, four, five years, we're going to be phased out. We're going to be phased out. And they're going to look at the numbers. Most people are going to be driven by the numbers. They're going to like, you only got 200,000. This guy has 500,000. So he's the better content creator. He has the better content. That's not true. That's never been a part of this fear until recently. And Kevin Samuels changed all that. Rest in peace. He changed all that. All right. But if you think about this, there's never supposed to be a leader. Anybody claiming to be the leader is actually either doing their own thing or they're actually making it worse for everybody altogether. And a prime example of that is what happened to Rolo over the weekend, where he talked about something that is attached to the space, and he actually warned people about this a long time ago. He said that other people would cause the space to look bad by talking about something, and then everybody's going to be represented at it. And it it actually happened to him. Sometimes some things are a self-fulfilling prophecy. So he said something, high-value man, something I've never attached myself to, and then also vasectomies, I've never said that. However, him saying that, him getting torched, trying to defend it, has made everybody now go, well, I'm not in the manosphere. (laughs) Mm. I'm not red pill, Tristan Tate puts out a tweet. I'm separating myself from this shit. And then the people who think that this is a win, they say the manosphere dies as a result of this. Well, that's just a little bit too early. The manosphere doesn't die. It it doesn't exist. It doesn't even exist. It exists in the opposite world. But in here, it doesn't exist. We're all separate voices, and there's no leader. So when somebody assumes a leadership position, you should question it. Because that wasn't even the true intent of the point of the space in general. Everybody was supposed to have their own philosophy and everybody was supposed to be educating or giving people insight on what they might be experiencing just opposed to what's happening when they're talking about it. But if you take things isolated, last point, if you isolate everything and you just isolate the space of men over here without considering what men are actually dealing with, it's unfair criticism. To me, it looks like jealousy. To me, it looks like either hating or pocket watching for the intent of it or It looks like some sort of agenda that you're actually trying to accomplish for people who ain't even paying attention. Women aren't even paying attention anymore. Sometimes women are in here listening to us. (laughs) They're in here listening to us. Sometimes women are super chatting us. Sometimes women are saying, we're glad you're talking about it finally. But of course, there's a group of people, mostly men, that are going, we need to take this shit down. This is somewhat weird, but of course, I've been here long enough to understand what it is. Now, you might not have. That's why I had to go over through this. I had to go through this so you guys know. Many of your people with the biggest numbers, they're new. And they only have big numbers because of people like me. And what we put out there, we were the first people, by the way, 2016, 
and such, we were the first people to come out with our names or close to our names and our faces. We were the first ones. Before that, many people knew they could not come out with their name and face, okay, other than the PUAs and some of the MRAs. Now, since we've done this and we've had a great impact on the majority of men, some men, not so much. It's okay. Since we've done this, some people think we shouldn't be rewarded for our courage, for us putting our name out there, for us risking what we did. Some people think you shouldn't be rewarded for that. In fact, they're going to do their best to step in your way so you can be harmed with, uh, be harmed long-term for taking the risk to help men change their lives. And their sole purpose is maybe jealousy, maybe they completely disagree, but their sole purpose is to prevent you from going further doing that. With that being said, what is that? That's not disagreeing with the talking points. That's not a disagreeing what we are doing. This is, this is hate and jealousy. And it's cancel culture. And this is the new evolution of the young men because these young men grew up with cancel culture. They don't know anything but cancel you. Hurt your pockets. They don't care. It's their only way. It's their only way to get success in numbers. It's a little bit sad, but it is what it is. I can't prevent it. And it's always been a part of this space, but now it's even bigger because the voices are bigger. The voices are bigger, right? But uh, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we got men dying and being um, uh, detained over this content, right? We have a man that died and he was previously, he was, uh, there was an article saying, how do we need to cancel Kevin? And then he dies months later. Yeah, and Andrew Tate rise to the top. He's detained. So watch what's happening here in this space, all right? And also, if you're a content creator who's new, acknowledge you're new and acknowledge the people that came before you as I've done, all right? You are not the top dogs in this spot. You are not the top dog. I don't care if you got a million subs. I don't care, all right? You're not the top dogs. You're not the most smartest. You're not the legends. No, you're new. Just tell, tell everybody you knew and tell everybody who you came after, as I just did. With that being said, acknowledge the people in your back. And don't acknowledge them because you cool with them. Don't acknowledge them because y'all got business deals on the back end. Don't acknowledge them because you need them to get, get your audience built. Don't do that shit. That's what I don't like. And the reason why the space gets attacked is because those people. Those people. Those people trying to act like they're the top dog. Those people that's trying to uh, grift and help each other grift. And then when they say shit, they get called out and look stupid. Then y'all hemming and humming and humming and humming and shuffling and shit. All right, I can't stand that. And you know why people are targeting you? Because they can see you're fake. They can tell it you're fake. They can tell you don't represent what you talk about. See, that shit right there gets the people like me exposed. They can tell you ain't about that life, talking about game and weightlifting and all that shit, and you ain't neither one of them. They can tell you fake and then telling people to get vasectomies. They can tell that's some fake shit that you're trying to clout chase and ride on somebody else's Johnson. They can tell you fake. That's why you get called out. When you're doing fake shit <laughs> and you're trying to do whatever you're doing to Griff, that's why your ass get called the hell out. And then when they tell you to explain the shit, then you can't, you can't explain it, all right? Hey, you got, that's how it is. And that's just the evolution of shit, considering pivoting, okay? Instead of doing this shit. Some 
All right. So that is the evolution of the manosphere. Hey, just just believe me. This is what I say. Instead of saying distance yourself from the manosphere, this shows your this shows your lack of knowledge. There is no manosphere. <laughs> right. There really is none. All right. That was created by an outside group of people to lump people together that didn't even have anything to agree on. MRAs and PUAs were completely distinct from each other. Then when you go down, incels and MGTOW, completely distinct. But when you lump everybody together, it's easy to say, I ain't in it. But when you're capitalizing on the audience and you know algorithm-wise, you're capitalizing on the audience, and then you're like, well, I ain't in it. I'm my own self. I think that's that shows your lack of awareness of what really is going on out here. It is what it is, <laughs> right? It is what it is. Anyway. Let me get to these super chats. I got to get cash apps and PayPal's and Venmo's and all that shit. Yes, we grifting out here. <laughs> yes, we grifting. But I would uh, tell people, if you're new to this space, don't act like you know everything. All right, please don't. And because it actually offends the people like me and the people like, you know, angry man, black manosphere people, people who really faced a lot of things to get here. It offends the people who came before them. Tommy, uh, TFM, Sandman. And again, you don't have to agree with everybody. You don't. All right. We're not saying that, but it offends a lot of people because, you know, uh, people coming in here and they ain't been here since 2019. That's when they first kicked the shit off, kicked the ball. And not only that, they dick ride it. They waited their their um their content. All right. Most of their videos was just Kevin Samuels chopped up. React to Kevin. Sam now, I'm not. Listen, you do what you do as a content creator. I'm not trying to be hateful and whatnot. But most of your content was not you talking. Most of my content is me, right? All right. And now just recently, I switched to this new format of a formatted show. But go back to 2019, go back to 2020 and beyond. It was just me talking shit. <laughs> it was just me talking that shit. It wasn't me needing no clips, no TikToks, no nothing. And much of your audience was built on KS and react to KS and all that shit. Hey, do what you do out here. But. But it shows that the depth, the, you didn't have depth to begin with. But I'm not going to hate on the young guns. Y'all do what y'all do, man. Y'all do what y'all do. I'm not, I'm not trying to hate. But, but, you know, give some people some, <laughs> give some people some goddamn credit here. Anyway, where we go here? It is what it is. Hey, man. Shout out to my man, Money Miguel in the building. Shout out to you. Uh, where are we at? Oh, by the way, one more thing I'm going to add here. One more thing. You know this whole thing about um what do they call it? Cancel culture and um black white issues. You know that that has really never been a part of this space. Like none of that cancel culture and uh what is the other thing where they call you a Uncle Tom <laughs> shit like that. Right? That had, that had never been a part of the space up until about 2019. I mean, there were some people that would talk about interracial dating. Oh, I forgot the passport bros. Passport bros are in this latest phase of entertainment. And much of their reason why they're passport bros is they they entertain you while they they support themselves via traveling. Like when they travel and live over there, they they're supported by their content, which is fine. I'm not against that. But this whole thing about political and Uncle Tom and all that shit, that's new. Canceling people because they date white women and, and, and uh or travel overseas. That's that's all new. And that's indicative of the culture of the the um millennial. The millennials, right? So the millennials came in in the manosphere and they canceling ninjas. Wait, wait, mm. <laughs> wait. How do cancel culture? 
listen, men did not cancel other men in this space. Let's just get that straight. Not only did they, not only do we have men canceling men, you have men that are red pill canceling men or men that are using the red pill algorithm to cancel men and, and calling them up. Yo, this, this is, it's absolutely insane, but it's indicative of the culture that we live in, right? The young guns got access to YouTube and equipment too. Oh, not only that, you actually have people that weren't red pill attached to reaction videos and they got a, they got a great audience. Just let me know. I'm going to just tell you. People got paid off of this space. People got paid and they told the line. They were people that had no red pill channels. They was doing something else. And then they came in and then they only reacted to Kevin Samuels and Andrew Tate. And they built up pages, secondary pages of hundreds of thousands of subs. And then they go back and forth. <laughs> they go back and forth. But it's their own lane. It is what it is. It's kind of weird, but it's kind of weird. And then most of it, they just looking at the video and shit. They be like, all right, we're going to talk about this video real quick. All right, hold on. Let me get my mouse. I heard Kevin Sam's got a new video. Okay, hold on for a second. Here we go. Then they put the video up. They just be sitting there making faces. Oh, that's on point. All right, let them talk again. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that makes sense, man. That's fire. Let me let them talk. Click. Oh, you see what he said right there? He said, Subway always be hiring. Hold up. Click. All right, man, what you think, man? Kevin Samuels, man, he said, Subway always going to be hiring. He said, you average at best. What you think, man? Leave your comment section and leave your comment in down below and subscribe to my channel when I'm out. Mm. All right, I was sitting there like. <laughs> I'm like, yo, this DJ said shit the whole goddamn show. He ain't said nothing. Like, <laughs> what? He didn't talk nothing. He didn't take a stand. He piggybacked it. He was like, yeah, I kind of agree. Feminism kind of getting wild here. He's <laughs> like, whoa. Oh, my Lord. But I'm sitting there like, do y'all, man. Do y'all. Hey, look. Hey, if you're one of these, I know you watching me. Look, they logging off the show. I know y'all watching me because I will show a video on this show, and then I'll see y'all ninjas react to the damn same video. Hey, I saw this video somewhere. I saw this video from somewhere. I don't remember where I saw it. Then y'all get to react to it. I'm like, well, could it be I, did I put that video on my show earlier this week? What the hell? Couldn't you say Coach Greg Adams showed this video in his live stream today? No? No. <laughs> Can't do that, huh? Can't give me that. <laughs> Can't give me that. You know good and goddamn well you saw that video on my show. Not only that, they be reacting to videos from 2016 and shit. Oh, look at this girl right here. All right, look at this girl. I'm like, dude, I didn't know. Anyway. Mm. <laughs> Let me stop. Let me stop. Shout out to everybody, Damn man. Guy. It's just a little bit of humor. It's just a little bit of humor. Don't, don't, don't get mad at me. Don't get mad at me. Anyway. All right, anyway. Shrimp. <laughs> yes. Shout out to Kevin Sullivan. He says, what's up, coach? He says, he says, uh, got called bitter by my own mama this weekend. LOL. He says, all I can do is laugh and say, not my mama too. Yep. Thanks for the lessons and teachings. They will get you, man. Your own people. Your own people will get you. Shout out to, did I get swag daddy? All right. I got your swag daddy. Let me check cash app. I'm going to catch everybody up. And then where are we at? Two hours and 38 minutes. All right. Yeah. We're going to be, she's going to be a long ass show. We only got one more segment. So I think I can get to everybody. Uh, let's see here. Let's put this up. 
Uh, let's see. Let's see. And shout out to everybody that came before me that I could not name. I know people be like, you didn't say my name. I know, man. I, I, listen, shout out to the Jimmy ZTT. I'm rich, he said, just showing some love to New York's favorite unemployed America's YouTuber, New York. Uh, shout out to you. Yes, I don't have no y'all, but uh, look at my African-American over here. I think you look meant my. Him. He said, are New you York. the greatest? You know what I'm talking about? All right. I think you said my. Shout out to my. He said love to my. He's, it says NY. Yes, I know. I can't read. Let's get over here to the super chats. Hey, we got, uh, let's see here. Who is in here? Uh, somebody. Uh, JC, I got you, man. Uh, Black Panther AJ says, thank you for the info and edutainment, sir. I tested for my FAA part 107 yesterday and passed with the Inspect cell towers, one to three K per inspection. He says, I can do five in a day. Shout out to you. Go get that money, man. Go get it. I got money. Not a lot of people know about that job. So you out there carving out a whole new uh, atmosphere. Shout out to Homer, says coach. I just got my $50,000 tax refund. Hit me with the, let me get you rich out here. He gave me some. He gave me some, Paul. He says, um, he says, uh, however, fixing my car is costing me thirty eleven thousand dollars. Man, he says, also hit me with the price is wrong. That always happens. <laughs> that always happens, doesn't it? We got the pickup artist. He says, us PUAs laid the foundation, bro. Send me my flowers. Um, what you see is actually mostly, um, I think the probably a couple years ago, just most everybody today is a combination. Of the original MRA and PUA. Most people are a combination of those. So you'll see most people kind of go back and forth. Oh, hypergamy. And then the next video will be how to pick up chicks and shit like that. So you do have a, I would uh, tell people to go, go, go do a deep dive in history. Shout out to Schedule P, rest in peace to T Mon. Never forget, he was shot on his birthday. Indeed. Demon Deacon OG, pretty Doug, Doug says, don't forget the Haas twins, coach. I watched them when they ate. Uh, when they are wait, when they were fat, I think that was a W missing. I watched them when they were fat. Now they look like ex pro athletes. So, um, yeah, some people did watch. If you were here long enough, Hodge twins were offering dating advice, but their, their advice, <laughs> you guys, if you know the Hodge twin, they're not giving practical advice. <laughs> they were, they weren't giving like, I'm a dating coach and this works. Their advice was like, comedic let's just call it what it was all right and their advice was comedic they, they weren't like being serious and um i think they're married now and whatnot they're 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 yeah they were more comedic with it so i i think if you watch the hot and you use their advice to get girls you probably became a MGTOW after that <laughs> all right um yeah shout out to lottery uh, says wow coach well explain you were on the money i remember when I used to attend RSD meetups, he says, and I remember going to the club with a spy cam. Yep. And then what happened was, you know, most of the people that have problems that get targeted here, they're mostly PUAs. They're mostly PUAs, but they're undercover PUAs. Right. So, you know, at the end, it, you'll, you'll be able to tell them apart. You'll be able to tell it real quick because what they'll do is they'll talk that shit and then they'll be like, game at the end of it 
right? But it's kind of disguised PUA. It's disguised PUA. It's PUA without the PUA. It's PUA without the A pickup. And then at the end of it, it'll always have that, that, that call to action. Remember, call to action separates everybody. So whatever I say is what I said. But whatever I say at the end is what happened. That, that's what I really meant. That was the true intent. So if I do a whole stream about Briefolt's Law, which, you know, people like that just came in after 2020 and like the Pearls and all of these people that have ro- risen to great numbers, they like Briefolt's Law, what is that? They're, they're just barely catching up. They don't know what the fuck we're talking about. But if a guy says that and then at the end they say, well, to defeat that, all you need is game? Like, What that is, is a pickup artist. Now, I'm not shitting on their parade, but they always been having people. But what you will find of a pickup artist is that what they'll do is this is this is the this the thing they'll get stuck. They'll get stuck. They'll get caught. They'll get caught. They'll get caught in the mousetrap easily. So people will try to expose them. People will try to break them down. All right. But they'll get caught in the mousetrap trying to defend some bullshit. Yeah, they'll get caught in a mountain trap. They, they'll be trying to defend some bullshit because they'll get kind of called out. They have to stick to the game thing. They have to stick to that shit, right? And then when they get called out on something else, they get stuck. They start shuffling. And they don't know where to go because they don't want to fuck up their bag trying to sell game. <laughs> they, get, they get that game. They get stuck in the game mousetrap. And then they'll try to make sense of some shit over here, but they don't want to mess their game bag up. I mean, it is... And what really people don't like is PUAs. Let's to be honest. Let's be honest. The most hated people in this space continues to be this day. No, it ain't MGTOW. It ain't Passport Bros. It ain't even close. What people hate is pickup artists. <laughs> and they get caught up. Like, take, take a look at the people who get caught up in the most shit. It's mostly people doing game and pickup. Now, um, Kevin Samuels is the exception to the rule. But everybody after that, pickup artists. <laughs> and uh, a lot of these people that came up under, like if you, if you take like a pearly or or that type of thing, like they came up under, like she don't know what, she's not aware of no history, right? So I can't use it against her, but a lot of people in her generation that come in this space, they completely unaware. They don't know what the fuck's going on in this space. So they kind of have to learn from people who they think is big. And what they do is they just go to the numbers. Oh, who's big? Okay, this person got... This person got 100,000 subscribers. They legit. <laughs> All right. And so then they just go to their page and be like, okay, you're, you must be good because you got bigger numbers. But they don't have a clue, right? So then what they do is they don't realize that they have been gamed. They've been gamed. So then they support dudes to push the game agenda. But they got no goddamn clue. They don't know. That's kind of ignorance of it. So like Top G, he got kind of, he was a, he he was uh he would be most closely associated with that pickup artistry shit, right? Most closely associated, but he's distinct from it. In fact, I don't know if you know, he has a video going in on PUAs. I don't know if you know that. Like top G, uh, Andrew Tate. So he's hard to kind of pin down on what he is. So he he has the he has a kind of PUA effect, but he got a video of him going in on PUAs. <laughs> right and um most of it is kind of what i say too all right so um anyway 
If I could pull the video up, I would play it. But I don't even know where it is. I actually had to save, but then I had to refresh. I had to refresh my. <laughs> I had to refresh my browser. All right, this is what's going to make the show longer, me trying to find Andrew Tate's clip. Oh, yeah, I got it right here. I got it right here. He says, oh, oh, by the way, somebody says PUA's got Me Too'd. Another thing that I forgot, the Me Too culture. All right, the black woman is the queen culture was actually going on across from MGTOW and Black Manosphere. Not PUA, but PUA was in it too. So, as this manosphere progressed, you had the Me Too movement cross right across the street from it. Now, when people say the manosphere shouldn't exist, when you got Me Too existing, <laughs> like what? Like how? Like how? how? How do you fix your face to be that against the message? And then across the street is Me Too. Like that's that 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 does not make sense to me. Then you'd be like, the manager should be dead. I'm like, how? Like, why? Okay, just point out who you don't want to be here. <laughs> because just saying the whole group of people should go, when you got right across the street, false allegations, me too, you had the uh, the, the rise of the career woman, the propaganda. Now you have, you have women earning just as much as men, equality. You have sexual uh, discrimination against men. Human resources, false allegations, dude losing their job. That's right across the street. We're reacting to that, and we're trying to educate men against that. And they're like, no, nah, I don't want y'all to talk. Like, what? I don't even know what the hell that is, man. I'm actually thoroughly confused. Like, that's, I don't know. I'm thoroughly confused as to why people would want no, no voice over here. Nobody over here should have a voice. Is anything perfect? No. Shout out to Lottery Guru. He says, wow, coach, well explained. You are on the money. Yes, you. A lot of guys I know used to do dating coach stuff. Like they used to go to they used to do the PUA conventions. They used to do um, they used to go uh, meet their PUA guy. They bought all the courses, and they're still here, and they've graduated from that. Shout out to Demon Deacon, OG, Pretty Thug. He says y'all gonna rule the day when you have to say CGA used to hold court on this ish back in the day. Yeah, you know, there's people hell bent on that. They're like, we just want him gone. <laughs> like, all right. Um, just know I'll be able to figure some shit out. I got talent. That boy got talent. Where are we at? Leo K. He says, give yourself a round of applause, CGA. You have done an uh, exceptional job providing a comprehensive account of the history of the manosphere. All right. Thank you. And I know I left people out. I left things out. Can't cover everything in an hour. But uh, that's kind of what happened. Kind of what happened. Shout out to the people who came before me. Crypto Keeper. Pulse Chain is live, coach. He says, uh, your follower, your followers benefits. Coach, what? Pulse Chain is live, coach. Your following benefits. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Shout out to you. The pickup artist says, y'all hate us because y'all got no riz or game. Shout out to you. Um yeah and many of us didn't want no game you know but uh that's a, he's a troll but i shout out to him the, the the problem with the game argument which is it's relevant it's relevant there's the only one big problem and shout out to kevin says umar and the whole black quang game yes and that's a that's somewhat of a grift as well right everybody has one and it's just part of youtube 
the whole problem with the game argument is it gets exposed relatively fast because it's it's one dimensional. It's one dimensional, but it's a dimension that a lot of men don't have. Right. So what they're saying is true. I got game and you don't. All right. So but but a lot of guys, they didn't want bar bitches. They didn't want approaching women and telling them, you know, I'm gonna make love to your mind and not your body. Like that wasn't even a problem for many men. For instance, I came in and I was dating relatively successfully. Actually, it was just getting despicable of what I entered being divorced, separated, separated, divorced, and into the dating world because I came in 2012, 2013, which was the advent of the iPhone 4. It was the advent of Tinder. It was the advent of Instagram taking off within that year. It was, man, it was despicable. So for me, picking up women was not a problem. Talking to women, cold approaching, not a problem. So then I came in under the umbrella of MGTOW. Why? MRAs were done, and MGTOW closely represented what I needed to hear. Understanding, divorce, laws, we got screwed. So then dudes were like, well, what? coach just needs some game. I'm like, <laughs> he don't get no bitches. And I'm like, Dude, that has nothing to do with what I'm here for. I'm not here for that. So when those videos came up, I overwhelmingly did not watch them. I was like, I have no interest in any of these because I'm getting dragged to the divorce court. I'm getting screwed on child support, right? I don't know nothing about what he's talking about, nor do I care, nor do I have a problem with that. So since my videos didn't focus on that, and I intentionally did not because I, I thought they were despicable characters because I could see these dudes are goofy. I was like, most of these dudes completely goofballs to me. So I was like, I ain't listening to none of that shit. So since my videos didn't go that way, people just assume, well, you're just bad with women. You can't get them. And I'm like, oh, my Lord. You know, I'm like, Ninja, if you only knew. <laughs> that is not my problem. My problem is not even relating to any of that. I'm just trying not to get exposed and dragged in divorce court. And I'm not trying to get married again. Like, that's where my focus was. But it is what it is. It is what it is. You know, people don't understand that. And sometimes you have to be one dimensional. So game is one dimensional. It only tells you how to pick the woman up. Mostly. There's some dudes that go a little bit more in, in depth. But it only tells you like the first, the first meeting, the first interaction into the first several weeks, maybe a couple of months. That's it. That's as far as most of it goes. Like, don't be scared, and which this is a problem for many men. Talk to her, and this is what you say, and this is how you interact. This is what you text her. This is what you respond. This is how you take the bitch out. Don't even do this. Do that. Do that. Do this. Don't do this. Don't do that. Right? So that's like the first two or three months. However, what happens then? What happens to the guy that wants to have a relationship? And he get torched, manipulated, gaslit. <laughs> right? Yeah, break the touch barrier, and this is how you introduce yourself, and this is how you touch her. This is what you say to tell her you want to sleep with her. That's all it solves. Like, when you went in depth, then there was nothing there. So most dudes might have looked at it as, okay, that gets me in the door. Now what? Or I approached a couple of bitches. Now what? Right? I got a couple of numbers in draws. Now what? Okay, me too. False allegation. Pregnancy. Manipulation. Marriage. Divorce. Okay, the game guys don't touch on that shit. And you know what's funny? The game guys be married. And then when the Me Too goes crazy and 
false allegations go crazy, divorce, then the game guys uh, mistakenly stay on their island. Mistake. That's a mistake. By not acknowledging it, actually made you look bad. So a lot of these guys weren't able to grow their platform. The only way they got to grow it was to say talking points that were red pill or alpha. That was the only way they were, could avoid it. But then saying, nah, don't worry about that and just dominate them and just that niches ain't going for that shit. <laughs> mm. Right. And then they'd be like, well, okay, what about you? Well, I've been married for 15 years. The same dudes that's telling y'all ninjas to go out there married. Like, I, I don't even know how much more ridiculous you can get. Like, how much more ridiculous are we getting? Or, or they got long-term girlfriends. Thanks to MGTOW exposing them, right? So <laughs> this is what happened. They got long-term girlfriends. They stepdaddies. They, they married. They in sexless marriages. Wife older than him. Like, everything. I mean... Derek Jackson got exposed. You just sitting there like, wait a minute. You sitting there like, wait a minute. You like this. Wait a minute. Who are you? You like, what in the hell? Or, or even worse, they're like in a cuck relationship. <laughs> like their wife sleeps with other men. They record them. You're just like, that happened to Jack Donovan, I believe. Or whoever it was. Who was the guy that got exposed? Where he was supposed to be like Manosphere. He, he was the one. And then all of a sudden, oh, he 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 watches his wife get smashed by a black guy. You just like, mm. bruh, Jack Murphy, not Jack Donovan. Jack Murphy, Jack Murphy is the guy, not Jack Donovan. I, I made a mistake. Jack Murphy was the guy. And you like, bruh, man, what is y'all doing? What is y'all doing, man? Y'all need to put this game shit away, man. <laughs> you like, bruh, like, yo, I can't steal with this, bruh. Y'all out here bugging. <laughs> all right let's get to the last part right here what are we doing here lawsuits lawsuits let's get to lawsuits are going to be the key here since marriage is down are women using lawsuits as a new form of divorce we'll only go through a little bit of this um here we go right here let's get this up on the screen uh kiki palmer again i know these people's names i just don't know what they do. It says Kiki Palmer says the Me Too movement should happen in the music industry. Quote, everybody's a crooked cop. All right. So not only did we have juxtaposed to the growth and rise of the manosphere, we also, which was Me Too, which mostly affected the film industry. Um, Kiki Palmer's calling for these things to be pushed forward into the music industry, which if it does, a lot of people are going to be exposed to this, right? You have people um, that are, um, they're going to be lawsuits. They're going to be lost money. People who are somewhat famous, who dealt with girls who were underage. And some of these women thought probably going to say, yep, I had to sleep my way to the top. I had to sleep with this rapper. I had to sleep with this executive uh, to make my way to the top. This could cause another reason for us to talk about this. So this is basically more lawsuits and a lot of people are going to get exposed and a lot of funny business is going to happen right here. So uh, just know that this is uh, the next thing that's going to come up. And this is, will make the manosphere, if you will, somewhat relevant. Okay. All right. Because it's just going to allow us to talk about this issue here. All right. And so let me talk to you about this issue right here. Uh, men, since marriage is down, women are finding a way. They're always going to adapt. They're finding a way to score through associations, right? We saw this with Donald Trump. Now, Donald Trump is even saying, I don't even know this woman. And she was able to score a $5 million judgment. Uh, these people are oftentimes single. They're not married. 
um, they're divorced or they're older, uh, they, they're past the financial wall or the physical wall, or the childbirthing wall, or you might be in a long-term relationship with them. Is this the new divorce? All right. Cause you don't want to get married. Y'all ninjas trying to avoid marriage. And then you're trying to finesse the game. Remember I tell you, don't try to finesse the game. Oh, just get a trust and just get an NDA. Women are fighting that. Just get a prenup. They're fighting it. Here's celebrity chef Mario Batali found out guilty in a Boston assault trial. So this is a guy who actually had the means to fight the system to prove it. But he also out of court settled allegedly with these people. So he was found out guilty, but he still had to break bread. Still had to break bread. All right. And so uh, this was last year, but the um, but the but the incident happened in 2017 and it took him till 2022 to fight it. Five years. The accusation or the incident happened in 2017 and it took him how many years? 20. Let me see the battery. He was charged in 2017 and he fought it and was not guilty. 2022. See, most of you guys that would have this, you would just simply lose your job and be done. You don't have the means to fight this. And this is what people are worried about. So that is kind of a new form of divorce. But I think he's settled out of court. All right. Um, you do have um, this guy right here, Jimmy Allen. And so let's talk about his situation. Is that now uh, he, he, he was married, but he had a female manager. Jimmy Allen, he's a country singer. Former manager sues him. Sues. For assault and sexual abuse amid separation reports. Now, here's another thing that has helped this fear, if you will, is that we've trying to hit people to knowledge of law and understanding what law is. See, a normie would see that and be like, oh, he, he, he guilty. But I see it and I see red flags. I'm like, okay, he sued him. First of all, no criminal prosecution, no police report, no nothing. So why are you suing him? Obviously, you're taking him to civil court. And civil court is a little bit more, it's a little bit better for men, but also getting sued is tough because you're going to spend a lot of money. So this is just, a, to me, uh, it could be a money grift by the person where she attacks the pockets. And many times people settle just to get the, the, the trial over with. Criminal court, you can't really do that. You can settle with the prosecutor, but oftentimes you're going to take a penalty, right? Which means you can lose your freedom and your means to support yourself. All this is potentially is just making the accusation. And then when we discover discuss what it is, most of the time it will be hard for her to prove in a criminal court. And you'll see that because it's just an accusation of it seems like she's mad. She might have got fired. And then there's an admission. I'm not going to read it because we're behind time. There's an admission that they had a sexual relationship. Mm. Right. And Jane Doe, she protects her identity, but he gets his identity exposed. And so the allegation hurts him. Yes, it hurt him. Let me go ahead and show you. His record label has canceled him. So this is more cancel culture that we're seeing young men bring to this space. All right. Uh, let me show you here. Yeah, he's suspended from his record label. I didn't know you could be suspended. I don't know what that means, but uh, he's suspended from his record label. There you go. There you see right there. That's the result of an accusation. And the accusation is a simply that they had a sexual relationship once or several times while he was married. He gets divorced from his wife. Then the manager comes out and sues. I don't even know with the separation of employment. I'm not sure. But then she claims he touched the middle of her thigh and blah, blah, blah. Sexual harassment. There's a bunch of this shit going on. So instead of getting married, divorced, they're going, I'm going to be with higher status men, but I'm going to sue you if it doesn't work out. This isn't even the half of it. 
You got Tiger Woods out here, and I'm not going to go through it again because I've gone through the several videos, but Tiger Woods, same situation. He basically avoids, he basically avoids marriage. He avoids cohabitation. Well, no, he did cohabitation. He puts an NDA, and he actually has his property in a trust. So he goes through as much protection as he can, as he can, but she still sues the pants out of him, not only for the breakup and the improper eviction, but also sexual harassment because he, she was an employee before, before she became his girlfriend. So she's claiming that sexual harassment, and she's also trying to break up the trust. She sued the trust, and she also is trying to break the non-disclosure agreement because he didn't get it notarized. Y'all didn't just think this is a game. <laughs> this is not a game. So this is not even a marriage, but it's resulting in the same thing as a divorce. And so they're looking at long-term relationships as, hey, you was with me. Now you get the penalty for not being with me. And when we talk about this in the sphere, this is going to set precedent for future cases. This is what we're ironing out. Of course, this is happening in society. The manosphere reacts. Let's get rid of the manosphere and then <laughs> let's let this shit keep going. I don't get it. Like, we're not just coming here to talk shit. I'm actually showing you this is what's going on in the greater world, but we are not supposed to talk about it. It gets worse, gentlemen. Now you have this gentleman here. His name is Israel. We're just going to call him Israel. You know me with names. Okay. So now more precedent, more precedent being set here. Let's go ahead and make that bigger. Okay. This gentleman here is being sued by his ex-girlfriend. Say it just hold mask in the frame, right? See, some of these things don't work. All right. And the sisters say hallelujah, because there's another brother getting screwed over by a white chick. You know they celebrating. So this gentleman here is being sued by his ex-girlfriend for half of his money he made while being a fighter. Yo, yo, what? Yo, it says right here, and he has a reaction to it. So there he is out there showing his teeth here. Here we go. Niggas always gotta show they Somebody says she didn't break the trust. I said she sued the trust. She sued the trust. I didn't say she break it. Please listen, right, Mario? She sued the trust. <laughs> I didn't say she broke it. Did I? Anybody heard me say I, she broke the trust? Please listen to me. She sued, I said specifically, she sued the trust. And that's what she's doing. Okay. I didn't say she broke it. Okay, come on, man. So uh, remember when I said this, I said, just because you have a protection, legal protection, doesn't mean she can't sue it. Just doesn't mean she can't contest it. So suing it is just as good many times as, as, uh, as busting it up because you have to defend it. So she sued the trust. I said it specifically. Come on, man. We got to catch up, man. This is what happens when people say misinformation. I'm not giving you misinformation. She sued the trust. Look into it. All right. Anyway, here it is right here. So this woman here, now that we've been interrupted, says right here, uh, the USC middleweight champion, Israel, Izzy, is going to, and he just won a big fight, is going to face a court battle with his ex-girlfriend. However, he's not backing down from this legal fight. What you guys don't understand, it doesn't matter if you back down or not. From Africa to New Zealand, Izzy has worked to build himself up 
from hardship to become a kickboxer, then USC champion and one of the most popular fighters in the sport today. He has made millions of dollars headlining multiple pay-per-view events and beating literally every man he has faced and racking up five title defenses and a total of eight championship wins. He's been taken to court while he's not afraid to speak his mind and post wild things on social media. He is not often one to post about his personal life. However, his personal life is being dragged into the limelight as his ex-girlfriend, Charlotte Powdrell, is apparently taking the heavyweight, the middleweight champion to court in an attempt to take half his earnings. This news comes according to fellow UFC fighter and Bantamweight contender Sean O'Malley, who spoke about it at a recent event on this podcast. Here, he claimed that the girl is looking to take half of the money he made despite never being married or having kids together. Due to his time spent taking care of him and supporting him through his rise to fame. Remember, I said lawsuits are the new divorce. I've already shown you three to four, and there's much more than that. You have Jonathan Majors in the lawsuit. You have Donald Trump that was in a lawsuit. You have Jay-Z potentially in a paternity lawsuit. Okay? Okay? Now you have this. So you're trying to avoid marriage. You're trying to avoid cohabitation. You're trying to avoid common law. You're trying to avoid being a stepdad. You're trying to do, and it eventually comes back. Now here, what did she do to support him? That's an odd question. Let me see here. I seen Izzy's tweet, uh, tweet something, and I was confused because I didn't really know. But Izzy's ex-girlfriend, I didn't really know, but Izzy's ex-girlfriend, they're not married, right? She wants half of his shit. I don't know how their relationship was because I didn't even know he had a girlfriend. But to want half of what he's gone out there and done is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, it's hard to say who knows. Maybe if they were uh, together for 15 years since the beginning, she didn't work because she was constantly making him food, giving him massages at the gym, doing stuff like that for him. Okay, so that's called a volunteer (laughs) legally. That's legally called a volunteer. Now, here's the thing. How modern women and the millennial and G Gen Z look at it as, they look at it as that that's a marriage. So she might say, I don't want kids. She might say, I don't believe in marriage. But she sticks around for five or ten years. And then you break it off. Then she goes to court on you which this can happen to anybody because you're trying to avoid marriage. You're trying to avoid child support. You're trying to avoid it. You got the trust account. You got the NDA, non-disclosure. You you got the prenup. You got everything in lined up. Does that matter? No, because they're still going to take you to court. Now, what they get out of it, that's up in the air. And what you're going to find out as a man, and XQC is another example of this as well, where he says, I didn't marry her legally. We live together. And then the woman says, we're legally married. Now, what that's going to do is put you on target for divorce lawyers. Right? And what you don't, what you underestimate is the divorce lawyers. The divorce lawyers are going to say, who is the person you're claiming? Well, it was Coach Greg Adams. Well, it was Izzy. It was XQC. It was Tyrese. It was this guy. It was the country singer, Jimmy Allen. What is the divorce attorney going to say? Oh, 
Yeah, I'll take your case on for free. And then the divorce attorney going to work like mad to prove that, to, to hope you throw in the towel. Hope you settle. And you're going to say, fuck that shit. Like many men do in divorce. They say, man, I'm going to fight it until you can't afford to fight no more. Then you're bankrupt. Then you're losing your job. Then you're sleeping in a car or an RV. Because you can't afford the battle. She can afford the battle because the attorney's working on contingency is going to take 20% of what the award is. So the attorney's working like mad. And I know a lot of guys don't think, because I they said this on Tiger Woods' girlfriend. They're like, she ain't going to get no money. And I'm like, dude, you're crazy. She is because the divorce attorney's working on contingency. He said she's not going to get money because she, she doesn't have money to fight the case. No, they never... Dude, your ex-wife is not going to have money to fight the case. The attorney's working on the fact that he's going to get a cut of the, the, the court fees. He's going to get cut. By the way, he's going to get cut of the alimony. The judge is going to get cut of the child support. The mother, the woman does not need money to fight you. Okay. And you're going to, you're going to be paying for her, your attorney and hers ninja. So as you're fighting her, her attorney, see Tyrese's case, her attorney is going to say Tyrese owed me X amount of dollars. And he was paying, he ended up paying the attorneys to stay in the fight. He paid his attorneys and hers attorneys to fight. Now, this is why the manosphere is important. He said it's a handicap match. Yes. Same thing with Tiger Woods. That's why he's going to pay her. Same thing with Izzy. He going to pay her. Same thing with all these people. They're going to pay despite the fact that having a trust, a prenup, not getting married, an NDA. They're going to pay, Ninja. Mm. They're going to pay. Okay, now, here's the trip. Tyrese, in Tyrese's case, the attorneys made more money than the, ch the, the child support. Okay, mm. so the attorneys in the case that represented the woman made more money than the child support award. Right? Like, think of this game. This is why the manosphere is important. I know you hate us, but we get great support here. The attorneys made more money than the alleged child in the goddamn case. After that day, the attorneys walked off with half a million to $600,000. The kid got $10,000 a month. I don't know if you can do math. But the attorneys out-earned the child in the child support case, Ninja. Mm. What? What? The attorneys have made more money than the child was going to get. And this is why dudes don't fight. This is why you like, dude, fighting is pointless. See, look, you were fighting to not get your kid child support. You ended up paying half a million dollars to fight a $10,000 a month judgment. Huh? <laughs> What? And you're saying there should be no manosphere? You're saying we shouldn't be talking about this? Man, please, this is a, when people say it's a rigged game, it's a rigged game. So in this situation here, all right, you got Izzy running around here, says right here, let me see if I can get the story, because he did, he did, he did have a response. Let me see here. There is a video here on YouTube. Izzy's ex-girlfriend, I didn't see any of this. I seen a mm -hmm. tiny bit of it. Um, I seen Izzy tweet something and I was confused because I didn't really know, but Izzy's ex-girlfriend, so not married, right? They were never married, I don't believe. I don't think so, no. Wants half of his shit. Um, 
I don't know how their relationship was ever because I, I didn't even know he had a girlfriend or anything, but to want half of his shit, to want half of what he's gone out there and do, done, is absolutely ridiculous. Be happy. Izzy, give her a thousand bucks. Like, she'll be all right. But uh, yeah, that's crazy to want half. Unless, I mean, it's hard to say. Who knows? Maybe they're, if they were together for 15 years since the beginning. and she- Well, you're with a girl and she sees your come up and she's like, I was a part of that. I massaged your back. I was in the meetings. Um, I supported you. I rah-rahed you. I sat in the corner. Um, I drove you to this. And there could be cases where um, she supported him before he became famous, meaning that while he was fighting in the undercard, she was bringing home the bag, right? She's going to make a case for that. She's going to be like, look, this ninja was broke, broken poor. And uh, that happened to somebody. That happened to somebody. Let me think here. That happened to somebody. I can't remember the case. But the, oh, it was, um, it was the dude, it was the light-skinned dude that was saying black women are the queens. Who was that guy? That happened to him. No, not Jeff Bezos, but uh, he was like, black women are queens. He was a light-skinned dude. Uh, what was his name? That happened to him. That's exactly what happened to him. And that's why he got torn up in the in the court hearing because not Tank. It was that he's an actor, Jesse Williams, Jesse Williams. So Jesse Williams, before he became famous, he was with this girl, his wife, and the wife supported him before he became famous. So she was with them longer. And then she was paying his rent and supporting him while he was going to the casting calls and all that shit. And then he became famous. Then he divorced her. Okay, he divorced her and he ran around and got some white girls all of a sudden. And she was like, uh-uh-uh. He was like, no, no, no. I was with you for this long. And for the first three years, I supported you before you became famous. This also is the um, the, the premise behind the movie that uh, was in Taraji P. Henson. Begins with an A. Abysmal, some shit like that. Something like that. So um, what happens is the woman's like, hey, I was your girl. And then and before you was famous, I was with you during the stru- yeah, acrimony. Acrimony. I can never remember that word. So it's the premise behind the movie acrimony. So, you know, you she sent you sent her through bankruptcy. You she she used her debt, her, her credit card to pay off your debt. She might have bought your tights and your boxing gloves. She might have was like there and, and paid you rent and y'all ate top ramen together. Right. And so she sees that as support. And then you go make millions without her. She says there will be no you. Okay. So this could be the basis of her case, which then should make you think this is another palimony suit. This is a mo- this is another thing that's going to set precedent over this. Actually, um, Blake Griffin got a palimony suit. Blake Griffin. I broke this down in the video. Blake Griffin got a palimony suit from Bryn Cameron. So Bryn Cameron had two babies by Blake. She previously had a baby by Matt Liner. So Blake Griffin was going to marry, according to Bryn. They were going to get married. But she already pushed out two babies. Then Blake Griffin started to get a bigger contract, and and then he started to go to Kendall Jenner and date around. Blake, uh, Brent Cameron was like, nope, sued him and won big bag, won a big bag. She sued him for palimony. Now, it's, this is just kind of the precedence that's are being set here. So it doesn't even take marriage 
It doesn't even take marriage now to get a woman to take you to court. All right. So let me play this clip and then we're going to wrap it up. Uh, this is a, apparently a response. I'm not reading this. A response from Israel. Here we go. You have never helped me make money. Only ever cost me money. Now you think you deserve half my what? All right. So this is a response from Israel. Israel's going in on her saying, bitch, you wasn't shooting with me at the gym. You have never helped me make money. Only ever cost me money. Now you think you deserve half my What an entitled pompous brat you are. I spit on you. I dare you to start your stupid campaign. Your threats don't work here anymore. They're fired. You are responsible for your emotions. You don't care about my life because you've sold info about me. So I don't care about yours. I don't even hate you. I just don't care about you. I've not been in love with you for a while. In summary, I'm glad this all happened. I wouldn't change a thing. I'm glad I finally have someone who can stand next to me and not feel like my shine takes away from theirs. Confident in her own light. This will be the last time you are hearing from me. My lawyers will be in touch. Nail painting emoji. By Style Vendors X. Is he followed up with this photo? It's a photo of Amber Heard. It says, remember, women can lie to try to ruin a man. All right. So um, obviously he's from the manosphere and bitter and hurt. All right. And so a lot of people get in these situations. Obviously, that's probably not going to be used well against him in the court. She can use the abuse excuse. And that will be a rapsky because he said he was going to uh, assault her by spitting on her. And it's metaphorically, but it is what it is. And um, he's calling her names and that this could be bad news. Guys, don't react this way. This is why we have the space here, because when we tell you that they're going to do these things, we don't tell you because they're evil. We tell you just kind of expect it. It's a normal thing. And then this is how to react. This is the importance of the space. We tell you this is coming, guys. And I tell you, it's not a matter of if it's a matter of when not all women will, but all women can. This is the importance of this space. So you see these things going on in the world. You see us reacting over here, but it's only us being told to stop talking about it when these people over here keep doing this shit. There was no such thing as these palimony suits. Now you're seeing more and more of them. Now you're seeing Me Too cases. You're seeing the president of the United States, former president, get a Me Too from 1979. And we're supposed to be quiet over here, but I tell you, man. And he says, I never met the woman. What are we doing? What are we doing? <laughs> All right. Cold, cold world. Uh, let's see here. I think that was everything that I wanted to cover here. I did cover Jimmy Allen. I didn't go into the specifics because we're running late. But let's get into this. Let's get into the Super Chats. Castigator says, some moolah for the Pretty Feet Foundation. Mm, ladies. He says, still the president. Yeah. All right. MC Hamster says, we here for the cold Hard truth, not game. Yeah. And if you want game, uh, go deal with it. Go deal with it. But I don't think that's an issue for a lot of people over here. And it does create some scenarios for competition. But game is not an issue over here. All right. We don't we don't spend time on that. Neither do we brag about women. You know what I mean? Like, we I got, I got girls and you don't. <laughs> like, that is not any staple of my show. It has never been it. And I actually intentionally avoided that particular part of the show. All right. Now, I do talk about getting clapping cheeks in junior college, but I don't hold it over your head as I'm better than you. Like, I'm better than you because these women validate me. I think that is a feminine quality, but that's just my opinion. Homer says, guys, I was able to just launch my LLC recently and got my EIN number. I had a setback with getting a certification. I got to grind to be able to cover the extra expenses that come with it. And there are always extra expenses 
right, that nobody tells you about when they tell you to start a business and whatnot. Henry Resilient, I threw in the towel, offered my ex a nice settlement last week. Only thing left is to agree on the price of the car. I just want to be free. Guys, that right there, that right there is what most men end up doing in a divorce. All right. And what you go in is you think this is a moral fight. All right. You think this is a fight on principle, right? You think this is a fight about truth, justice in the American way. Any one of these civils, um, uh, false allegations, grape allegations, uh, palimony, divorce, living, girlfriend. You think that this is a fight. <laughs> and you're like, I'm going to tell the judge a hey, worst thing I'm going to tell you to do is go think you about to go tell a judge any goddamn thing. I'm going to tell you this right now because people counsel me all the time and they say, well, what should I tell the judge? I'm like, nigga, <laughs> you think this is what it's about? This ain't about no telling the judge nothing. You're going to wait to walk in the courtroom and prove your case. You lost already. You already lost. <laughs> All right. Every time somebody say that, they can say, uh, look, this is what I'm going to tell you. This is what I'm going to tell the judge. And the judge said, no, this is what I'm going to tell you. <laughs> and that's you. Oh, you thought you was going to tell me something. Let me tell you what you about to <laughs> My Lord. And so what happens? You end up throwing in the towel. You'd be like, oh, I ain't doing with this shit. And you're like, I'm going to tell her attorney and I'm going to tell her judge. I'm going to tell the judge and I'm going to tell the. You can't even tell your attorney any damn thing. Right? You'd be like, hey, uh, attorney, this is what I learned on YouTube. YouTube lawyer show up. Or oh, this is what I heard. Instead of her dragging this out, I suggest that we uh, have her submit to a deposition. And then what we could do is because that will ferret out the lies early enough and we'll be able to expose the truth. And then we'll give her a 5150 examination. And then that will expose that she's mentally incapable of supporting her kids in custody and thus not entitled to child support and should undergo counseling for her psychological issues. Right. You're going to be like, yeah, right, huh? And they're going to be like. Ah, we ain't going to do all that. You know what I mean? Like, that's uncalled for. That's going to make you look aggressive and not cooperating with the courts. And you don't want to do that. Instead, we'll drag this shit out for 24 months. And uh, you probably can't afford a 5150 examination or a deposition. You can't afford that. So we don't want to do that. We don't want to throw gasoline on the fire. So we'll, we'll, we'll just go in into the first hearing and see what the judge says. Judge says, oh, um, yeah, we'll need a second hearing for this. We'll need that. We'll need reports from the psychological department. We'll need uh, reports from the Child Protective Services. The you should have just paid for the deposition in the 5150 because you about to pay up the ass <laughs> for 24 months. You about to get torn up and they ain't trying to go in there and help you out. You about to get financially gangbanged. That's what you about to get. All right, shout out to Abel Returns to Eden. Monk Moe will always be undefeated. He says, I will stay away from XXs and in the bunker. Thank you. He said, it has been 10 years. No regrets. We call it no regrets, fellas. Indeed. Shout out to you, no regrets. Classy Beat says, happy money day. I got money. Uh, he says, I haven't been able to catch you live in a minute, but I've been supporting the replays. I've seen Coach Radama's prophecies fulfilled on a daily from John Morant to Janelle Monet. Keep speaking the truth. What did I tell y'all about titties out? What did I tell y'all? I, I told y'all 
Give it a titty's gonna be out, Ninja. Janelle Monet walking around full titty out on Instagram. I told y'all, bro. Hey man, I'm Coach Adamus, and I'm Coach Adamus for a reason. I told y'all on it's I don't miss this. She got her whole titties out, bro. I'm like, she's mm. all on Twitter. This woman's a famous actor, uh, singer, man, and they nice too, by the way. Woo. She got a nice rack. I'm not a rack guy, but they nice. They ain't got no stretch marks on it, no nothing. Them things sitting nice. He said, I can fix them. Boy, and, and so what you, again, this is happening in the society. You got Instagram models, OnlyFans, TikTok. You got Janelle Monet titties out. And then everybody's focusing on, we need to cancel the manosphere. I, I think it's absolutely garbage, man. I'm like, yo, look at what, we, look at what we're dealing with. Look at what we're dealing with. You want to you stop the voices from talking? You want to you be the man of your dead? Like, why? <laughs> All right. Yeah, it's on Twitter. You can see the whole titty. I mean, listen, and, and then when I say that, they, they take my stream, and I'm like, they got full titties out. They got bo dude on YouTube. You see YouTube thumbnails? Woman got her, they, they got their whole booty in the damn video. And then the video goes up. Dude, do you guys realize you cannot do that four years ago? Women could not put their booty in a thumbnail. They can barely wear a bathing suit on YouTube probably three years ago. That was impossible. You could not, you could not do that thottery over here. Now I see it all the time. I'm like, what the? It is unbelievable, but cancel the manosphere. Sorry, shout out to the quiet storm says hang in there at Henry Resilient. He says free agent freedom is on the horizon. Yes, it is. <laughs> Teron says them things dangin'. Yeah, they, without a doubt, she is a good-looking woman, right? She is definitely a good-looking woman. Yeah, that brother's starving. Yes, sir, brother. <laughs> yeah, Shan is in the building. He says something for the collection plate. Thank you, brother. I appreciate that. All right, anyway. But I told y'all, I was like, yep, they got naked. I told y'all, I was like, just wait. I was like, just wait. I was like, they gonna be able to have a whole titties out on social media. I said that what less than about a year ago. I was like, Ariola gonna be out all of it. I was like, nah, <laughs> all right, nah, you tripping. She on Twitter and Instagram. She does an Instagram video. Now her areolas are um censored out. Her areolas are censored out. But the whole titty rack is out. She got the whole baby back ribs splat out. <laughs> yep, it's an Instagram video. Look on her Instagram. Full titty out. Bro, I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, yo, we done. We done. We done as a, we not coming back from this. And you guys, you guys think we're coming back from this as a society? Hey, let's go ahead and play the plane. It's gone. It's gone, man. We doing full frontal celebrity women. Gone. And y'all want to go back to traditional marriage. Y'all rolling the dice on traditional marriage, right? Don't you know? Don't you know? <laughs> don't you know that she has a massive following of women? Now, some women are on, on board with it. They're calling like she tripping, right? But women in the that's younger, right? Just think of every woman that's 23 and younger that follows her. Bro, that, that what <laughs> you know what that. that that's the same thing. Okay, let me let me clean it up. That's the same thing as the gatekeeper when he said, 
He said uh, men in their 20s should get vasectomies. Now, I'm going to qualify it as people think that that was dangerous for him to say that, and they're rightly so. Rightly so. However, it's equally dangerous when you tell a group of women they can got their titties out and then be a uh, – be, be be a nice good wife or be seen as a good woman, right? And that's you. How you gonna real how you reeling them back? Like the same dudes that the gatekeeper said, go get vasectomies and they get one. You can't reel it back. That's why you said that's dangerous to tell them that. But you could just, man, please. But the manosphere is the problem. <laughs> the manosphere. Loud pocket says, yo, coach. Yo, coachy, I am so RP. I would get videos where it was just guys behind the screen with an icon used for their face. He says, you and Joker stood out because it was you guys and guys like me, indeed. And he says, I admire the cojones, pause, not being afraid of what normies and families thought of your content, not being afraid of your job, sending you the human resources to fire you. You stuck your neck out there for others to not hide. We did. Actually, we were the first ones that, People said, oh, MGTOW guys are all neckbeard guys that live in their basement. Well, then when I put my face out there, although I'm not the most handsomest guy, I wasn't, I didn't represent the stereotype. So then people were like, oh, well, why is he going his own way? That's interesting. Still, some people think that they're more handsome than me, but they're out of their mind. Please. You see this face? Look at his face. Look at his body. <laughs> all right. And shout out the Joker. We got two more, three more. Van says, uh, Coach, I came from the PUA era because Wi-Fi was becoming accessible and I needed help face recognition and getting women. He says, I used to watch Jason Capital and some other guys who led me to get my girlfriend. Sorry, this is a long one. I realized I didn't know how to keep her. And when she decided to hand me the scissors to cut the relationship, I came back to figure out what went wrong. The PUA algo sent me to the RP. I found Coach Redpill uh, first. Then every time I typed in his name, I saw that you popped up because your name was Coach. And eventually I decided to give you a watch and I stopped watching him because we were similar skin tones and the jokes. I've been here ever since. And that was probably late 2019 and early 2020. Thank you, Vans. Shout out to you. But yeah. People have to realize people have come through different varieties of the manosphere, right? And so as, as you might say, oh, you have a disdain towards PUAs. PUAs played a great part in men transitioning, evolving, maturing, and going to another space and leaving them behind. You know, they're like, oh, well, this game thing is not worth it, right? But they needed, the PUAs were needed to bring other men in. Shout out to JC says, I don't care what coach say about Monet. I'm an old man. And you want to see them big old titties, yes. And that's you. All right. Uh, he says somebody fumbled the bag by going in on, on Ukraine. Yeah, sometimes you got to stay in your lane, man. Stay in your lane. This is why people also say, Coach, you should talk about something else. Like, first of all, that's a stupid assessment, right? But uh, anything else that I talk about, it's either going to be uninteresting. People didn't come here for that. Or number two, it's going to split the audience in half. It's going to be too polarizing to split the existing audience. So then you say, well, you're just echo chambering. No, I'm educating and entertaining. But if I just all of a sudden started talking politics, it would split the audience in half. That would be stupid. Uh, this is what Red, Coach Red Pill found out. And now he went political. And guess what? They all raiding his house. So I'm not going to do that. Andrew Tate was talking about lover boy shit and being a big pimp and a big top G. 
and getting money and making money and staying in business. Then he went political and got arrested. All right. So it's dumb to to take your audience and then split them in half. It's dumb to take your audience and then just say, I'm going to talk about sports now. Mm. <laughs> All right. ESPN is not going to show sports anymore. They're going to get political. What happened to them? They lost most of the subscribers. So to tell a person to stop talking about something, even if the audience is there, is stupid on face value. It reeks of it reeks of jealousy or sabotage. It's a sabotaging tactic. Topic. Why would you do that? Like, why would you do that? They're watching you to talk about that. Then you switch it. <laughs> like, <laughs> mm. like, why would you do that? Why would why would you uh, why would you sabotage your show? Well, you should talk about motivation. Okay, I put another channel up. And I talk about motivation over there. Overwhelmingly, it gets less views. I show my vlog. I have a sports channel. I got a video game channel. I, be, I got a dog channel. My Porsche got a channel. Well, guess what? I, I do it and I direct people to it. You see it. Don't act like you don't see it. You see it. Guess what? It gets way less views. So I'm actually doing it. I'm actually doing what you're asking me to do. But you want to come on my show with the major platform, the major views, and switch the subject matter. Why would you do that? <laughs> Go over. If you don't want, like, if you're bothered by my show. Yeah, this is going longer. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to give you guys a, a piece of advice. Okay, watch this. If you're really bothered by what I'm talking about, I'm going to show you something right now. Okay. And you can go over there and hate all you want. But I got multiple channels on this platform. Okay, look. This is the Notorious CGA channel. They have vlogs, lifestyle. I ain't even talk about women on half of the videos that exist on that channel. CGA got game. Look, this is sports and literally video games. Ninja, look. Look, I'm playing video. Go over there, Ninja, if you so bother. Nope, but you ain't going to do it. You're going to come over here because this is what you want, Ninja. All right, I got me answering questions right here. Ask Coach Greg Adams. You think that's it? You think that's it? Let me show y'all something. You think that's it? If you're if you're so bothered by what I'm saying and saying I should switch the subject, go to Nova's channel. Go to my dog's channel. My dog channel got, got shit going on right there. Go over to my dog channel and watch me play with my dog, nigga. What's going on, Nova? Yeah, go Nova. Go to Nova's channel. You know what? You tired of my shit. Go. go there, man. Bro, look. Go to my Porsche channel. You don't want to go because you hating. Come on. Your favorite game? You ready to go outside? There, there I am, man. You ready to go outside? You so, you so mad at me, Ninja. Talk about something else. There it is right there, motherfucker. <laughs> go to Nova's channel. Look, there go me right there playing with my dog and being in the garage. There it is. Come on, man. I, I don't like I don't like when people say, take your channel and divert it when I got other shit for you to watch. <laughs> I literally got. I'm like, okay. I mean, listen, I got motivational shit. Hold on, watch this. Hold on for a second. But guess what they don't do? Guess what they don't do? Look, check this out. Check this out. This me, just on a vlog, why I moved from California. Has nothing to do with the RP. And this is me. All right, look. Are y'all over there? Nope. Are you over there? No, you're not. That's me right over there. Look, just talking about my guns, talking about my car, talking about my lifestyle. Talking about moving here. Y'all not there, though. <laughs> y'all still here watching me. Like, I, I don't get it. I literally gave y'all what y'all asked for. Talk about something else, but y'all ain't watching the shit. 
That's what I'm talking about here. Hold on for a second. Let's see what we're doing here. And nope, I ain't talking about women. I'm just talking about this shit over here. And guess what? Y'all still saying I'm talking about the same shit, but y'all, but it, it, it's. <laughs> but what you want me to do is torpedo it on my show. All right, over here. But I got y'all covered. You bored? Go watch me with my dog. Go watch me drive my car. Hold on for a second. But y'all want to do that either. All right, hold on for a second. Where, where are that? Look, at they leaving? Look, watch. They're leaving as I'm talking about it. That tells you, man, these people hit hypocrites. Let me show y'all. Let's put it up here. They hypocrites. What they don't want to do is deal with the shit I'm talking about. This me at a car gallery. Y'all watched it? Nope. 6.6K 6 .6 K views in eight months. Do you realize after I end this show today, I will have more than that on this stream, Ninja. More people will have watched this stream in one in 10 in three hours that will have watched this video in eight months. You know why? Y'all don't care, Ninja. <laughs> Y'all don't care. Y'all want to hear me talk this shit. You see what I mean? Hit that like button. So what I'm saying is don't be a hypocrite and tell me to talk about something else. And then when I do it, y'all don't watch it. This is why I would never do that on this channel and or the Coach Greg Adams channel. See that? It is what it is. And this is some motivation shit. I got motivational shit on these vlogs. Guess what? Nobody watching them. As I suspected. So anyway, <laughs> Kayla says, Coach, after watching your recent live stream on R&B artists in their trouble with women, I'm starting to think that they are they have more issues with them than even rappers do. This is true. How is it that the genre of R&B is supposed to praise women, whereas rap is supposed to degrade them? Uh, yeah, I think a lot of these people are just actors. They're just actors. They're just actors. R&B people are just actors, but I don't want to hate on their stuff here. Most of the time, they don't even write the songs. They don't even write the songs that they're that they're singing. So we just have to understand that. Um, and so they're just used as a vehicle to push forth the five writers in their industry. Uh, shout out to uh, Lyle Pockets. Yo, Coachy, did I ever ask you what was your favorite flatback or WWE diva in general? I would like to know. He says, I had a thing for Alexa Bliss, Jacqueline, and uh, Terry Reynolds, I'm going to say Stacey Keebler. Stacey Keebler by far. I don't think anybody else would be, in my mind, better than Stacey Keebler. We got a couple more. We got a couple more. Uh, let's see here. We got our man, uh, Jacob says, I only listen to you and Better Bachelor nowadays. Free it your lifestyle for life. Shout out to the Joker. The Joker is in there. Shout out to him. Joker getting some recognition. Congratulations, man. All right, let me check Cash App, and then we got a couple more Super Chats, and then y'all going to have to get back to work. We got the Quiet Storm. He says, that's genius, though, Coach. You split up your content to the appropriate channels so you don't confuse and split your audience. I recognized that a long time ago, and I, I noticed that um, your content does worse when you split your audience on your channel, right? You always make a separate channel. You always make a separate channel and then let your audience decide. But if you force it, like if you're like a, a talking head, then the next video, you're playing a video game. Mm. <laughs> you played a video game like, yo, like, what are you doing? Why am I watching this? It's going to do poorly. You bet you're better off. You're better off um, creating. You're better off creating a whole new channel. All right. And then build a different audience off of that. By the way, uh, let me show y'all something here. Let me see if I can find it. 
Let me see if I can find it here. Uh, let's see. Oh, hold on for a second. I messed up. Let's see if I can find it. Oh, no, man. They messing me up. Oh, but I got the good edits over there, too, man. I got the good edits uh, on video games, too. I'll be out here on the video game channel. Let's see if y'all want to see it real quick. See, y'all don't want to see it. Y'all logging off. Let's go. EPA on the game. Franchise mode right now. Let's start a league and get this team and organization ready. And what we're going to do right now is we Josh Jacobs. Oh, he on the stick. Big time running back coming into the fourth year for Josh Jacobs. And he gains big voiceover game eight too. yards. And we're looking forward to putting. Got the voiceover popping. All right. Yeah, man. Yo, CGA on it, man. What's going oh. on, everybody? It is CGA got game it's back in the building. Shout out to you guys. I appreciate you. But y'all not watching, huh? Out, man, look. We are on NBA 2. Look at your boy down there. And I'm upset. Cut up. Nope, 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 nope. Nobody watching, though. Nobody watching. All right, I only talk about women, but I got a sports channel. But I got game channel. I got car channel, motivation channel. All right, come on, man. Don't do me that. Don't do me that, man. Y'all be doing me dirty out here. And I wish the haters would talk about that video. Talk talk about those videos. Talk about my dog. <laughs> All right, but no, they don't want to do it. But I would never put, if you put them on this channel, your people are going to be like, why are you putting this shit over here? I don't want to watch this shit. And they eventually bounce on you. Shout out to the brothers that watch all of my channels, man. Shout out to y'all. And the Blue Chip Mindset channel is coming up, I'm sure. All right, shout out to the B-Ball Lover. He says, when you popped up in my recommendations back in 2019, I thought you were just another PUA dating coach. So I never clicked on your videos because it said Coach Greg Adams. And he says, but one day I gave your videos a try and realized you was not a PUA. And that was one of the things about my channel. I um, was concerned about my name because my name was Coach Greg Adams already before I made any of the RP content. It was already Coach Greg Adams because I coached basketball. And I considered changing my name, which i glad I didn't because I would have changed it to, to like Greg Red Pill or something or MGTOW Greg or something. <laughs> like I would have completely torpedo my channel but a lot of people didn't watch me because coach was in my name all right but once you listen to me you realize that i was not a dating coach all right anyway yeah it would have been coach rp or something goofy like that and i couldn't decide As a matter of fact some of my earliest videos that was the conversation i was like should i change my name and people were putting in possible names uh names i should have changed my name to which would have been disastrous <laughs> all right so I kept Coach Greg Adams, all right? And so if you don't know, my main channel, Coach Greg Adams, is the biggest channel, and um, it's been demonetized as well, but it still remains Coach Greg Adams' channel. A lot of people even watch my live streams. They don't know about that channel, but that was the main channel for a long time, all right? And I had to switch over here because it was monetized, and then they demonetized this one. So a lot of you, young, a lot of you guys that have come up after this, after 2020, Y'all, y'all, the restrictions that I had are not the restrictions you have. You guys got free reign to say all kind of shit that I don't even say. And you guys curse and call women whore. I don't call women none of this stuff. And I be getting slapped. <laughs> right, anyway, but it is what it is. You know, timing's everything. Uh, before I started, dudes were, get, they were in worse positions than I was. So shout out to those brothers, man. And look, hit the like button on the way out. Appreciate the support. We're going to be back tonight. And enjoy your day. We out of here. Peace. I looked at it as I have an ATM between my legs, and I just, I'm just using it. All I got to do is put my card in, and that's it. And put the PIN number, and 
boom, money just comes right out.